0: 283-6160, and you can bring up whatever you want to discuss. Here in the studio tonight, it is Ian and Chris, and you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com, and enjoy the features on the site there, including our social media platform, which is Mastodon, um, that is a slightly more decentralized system because there's thousands of mastodon servers out there uh as compared to say twitter which is all you know controlled by twitter Uh, different people control the mastodon server so we have our own and you can join it over at social.freetalklive.com in fact i'm trying to get in uh to access aria's account right now so we can post her updates that she's been sending to our mastodon server Um, but uh, unfortunately we've got to like get a hold of her phone first and there's going to be some (laughs) There's going to be some hoops to jump through, but hopefully we'll get that going. I do have access to her Twitter account, so she has actually been posting some of, uh, you know, she's thanked some of her donors. Uh, People have already been giving very generously uh, already to her commissary account in federal prison, which is where she is
1: right now. She's in a a camp. Does she know if there's a limit um, for her commissary account? Because I I know at the jail uh, you guys were at, they had Mm. a limit on, Mm. I think, like 300 a week or something like that. I have not heard
0: uh, if there is any such of a limit in that particular case, uh, but so,
1: I'm just wondering what happens if people keep pushing funds into the account and then they will it come up with a block? How does it? Do, is, how is it done? Is there a website that you go to
0: to, uh, to do the donation? Do you know? Unfortunately, there is a uh, you have to use Western Union. Oh and wow, MoneyGram, uh, and or you can uh, send a. Uh, you can send uh, like a money order. I think there's some sort of instructions as to how to do that. And of course, Western Union and MoneyGram are a huge pain in the butt to yeah. use if you don't, you know, if they don't like you for some reason. Like I, you know, like you're
2: some, one of the crypto six, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in fact, I think Western Union has me blacklisted from having mm. accepted too much money uh, over the years in in various payments or whatever the reason is. So. They put me through a ridiculous Know Your Customer uh, Q&A in order, you know, before I could actually use uh, the site. And it's going to take 10 days to get, like, an approval. But I was able to use uh, MoneyGram, although they rejected the first debit card that I tried to use because they don't want corporate cards, which was just a PayPal uh, card. And uh, and then I tried to use a different card, but they won't do that. That card won't allow for money trans uh, transfers
2: or whatever. Oh, so right. It, it's considered geez. a cash advance.
0: Correct. So I I had to go through four different cards, and then I finally got like Bonnie's bank card was the one that uh, that finally worked. So okay. it it did take some time, but I was able to send uh, some money in. Now it is like an eight dollar ninety five cent fee. So if, wow. you're, if you're going to send 20 bucks, they're going to charge you an $8.95 fee on, on top of that. So it's always better to send more uh, in at, at one fell swoop yeah. than it is to send less. Uh,
2: it might not be a bad idea for somebody who uh, remembers mail to jail, for example, to say, hey, um, instead of sending money directly to, to Aria's account, send it to me. I'll, I'll make a public accounting of what I've what I've received mm, and then mm-hmm. send it in $500 chunks right. so the $8 doesn't matter. Then. That
1: that way it'll be a much I, I mean, smaller portion. Yeah, that's a great assuming point. Assuming you're allowed to do that because they may have restrictions on the amounts.
2: They may have. They may have. You'd have know, to look yeah. that up yeah. uh, in advance. Like if it was $250, yeah, I mean, it's still better than sending 20 bucks and losing yeah. Oh, for half sure. Of it. For Absolutely. sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it would be on top, I think. So you wouldn't; it wouldn't come out yeah. of the twenty. It would be twenty eight ninety five in that particular case. But it's still it's still pretty it, brutal. You know, this mm. is an
1: interesting question. So Aria was uh, unwilling to accept, from what she said to me anyway, uh, donations before. But she's willing to take; she's willing to do the people to accept donations for her. Commentary. When you say now, she
0: was un- unwilling to accept donations, do you mean like for legal funds yeah, or something? Yeah, Or let's because
1: her for, attorney was taken care of from, and it. Was, okay. So she's okay so, with it now, she's just not before.
2: Yeah. Now, if you ever okay. find yourself with a donation you're having a hard time getting rid of, <laughs> I know some people. Yeah, who <laughs> solve that problem for you. Yeah, exactly. No, no,
1: no. I it was just uh it was just because she she seemed very resistant to take people's money previously and um mm. you know, criticizing it. So I, I just wasn't I, w- I just wasn't sure I fully understood if, like, we were doing this without her knowledge or if it was No, she's her- very grateful yeah, to okay.
0: uh, have received what she has received already. It's going to make it, you know, when you're in jail, you got to have money in the commissary or you're just mm-hmm. subsisting on whatever toothbrush that they, uh, they happen to give you, and that's about it. You might get a pencil mm-hmm. and paper, uh, but besides that, you're not going to have a whole lot of comforts if there right. are any comforts
1: <laughs> to be had right
2: yeah and it's important for the for the community as well because you know when you think about it it's it's the same concept as insurance where they could smash any one of us at any time because you know they don't need you to like be guilty of anything mm-hmm. or, um and uh you know and and especially those of us who are most dedicated to being activists um well as the japanese say uh it's the nail that sticks his head up that gets smashed down so uh so you know i it's it's definitely a, a good plan for those who've been who have been fortunate to help a brother out when they're in that situation cuz you never know when the positions could be reversed
0: absolutely and uh, if they do want you they can totally get you right like they can oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, find something. Was it three felonies a day, I think, is the average yeah. person commits?
2: Yeah, yeah. if you use a, a can of deodorant. And you don't precisely follow the instructions <laughs> on the can. Guess what? You're a felon. I, you, you're yeah. a subhuman it, it's, who's not permitted to carry weapons.
1: It's 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 kind of funny, right? It's it's laughable, but it's at the same time you're right. It, it, like you read the cans and you read federal law. But it says it, yeah. it does. There are penalties for misuse of hmm. all sorts of products. That are just like really, like really putting on deodorant. Like, if I put a little too much deodorant Mm -hmm. on, like it's a crime, like it's a felony. I mean, come on.
2: But if you use, if you misuse the government to murder a million Iraqis for absolutely no reason, they'll forgive you for that because that's no big deal. Uh, I mean, spray some. Off in it's, the wrong direction, and, and, and you're a bad man.
1: And people, you know, the you know, funny thing is, people laugh in the sense, in, in a sense, because they think, oh, well, who's ever going to get prosecuted for it?
2: And they're the, the guy they don't like. Well,
1: yeah. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I think people don't understand. They've criminalized everything. And it's, it's, it's not that you're not committing crimes, it's just they don't care about you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're using these all of these laws and the mm-hmm. number of laws in order to go after those that they dislike, the people who stand mm-hmm. up and say, hey, that's wrong.
2: Yeah. I mean, Ann Rand was right. It was wrong about some things. But one thing she got completely right, it was a government official talking to a recalcitrant uh industrialist and he said we don't pass these laws to be followed we pass or actually it starts out there's no way to rule uh, free men the only power any government has is to crack down on criminals so if your society doesn't produce enough criminals you make 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 more Mm -hmm. you create so many crimes that nobody can turn around without breaking breaking a law and then you cash in on fear and also the side effect which is very nice is if you have an enemy that you want to crush you can do that and force the people he loves loves at gunpoint to pay for it
0: yep yeah exactly uh so i did you know i've gotten a number of emails from aria over the last few days and uh so so far it's uh, she hasn't been assigned to anything it sounds like she may have some sort of say in what job she's able to take at this particular facility, uh, which would be really nice. To, it's nice to be able to choose uh, that, yeah. that sort of thing. Where uh, is it? Uh, she's in Devon's, Massachusetts, which is apparently maybe an hour and a half or an hour away from here. Okay. So not bad. Not a bad location I- as far as being able to be accessed for visitation and things like that. And, no. and uh, apparently there used to be a limit on the number of visitors that you can have. I just learned from her today that that does not apply, at least in her classification, which is at a... Uh, camp she's at one of the camps so there's no barbed wire or anything like that there's not even a fence mm. uh at the facility they don't have lockdown they have a recall so if you're out in the you know you're out in the the yard or whatever you call that area being outside of the facility they do have loudspeakers they can get on and say all right recall you know everybody's got to come back in uh but it's not the same thing as being mm-hmm. locked down they don't have cells or anything like that so uh, it definitely seems like it is. Uh, it could be a lot worse as far as the situation that that she's in. And it, I, did she just I hope cr-
2: they're not planting any memories of a trip to Mars?
1: Has she described it as, like, bunk beds, kind of, in, okay. in like, a large room? Because that, that tends to be what it's I It's kind of like
2: that, yeah. But
0: apparently there yeah. are some, like, cubicle things to block off, so you could still, in theory, like, yeah. change your clothes without everybody in the room seeing you. Yeah, like, I, I'm like thinking, that. like,
1: dividers, probably. There's yeah. probably, like, four people to, like, a section or something like that. One bunk beds, thing she like that.
0: did say is that apparently she's been informed that if she were to call Free Talk Live, she would violate the rule against quote unquote third party contacts and so they are disallowing her from calling into free talk live i did tell her that she could ask if she wants to i think she is going to could she call and do a recorded interview with you know off the air right so yeah. not when we're live just do a recorded interview and then we play that back later on it's a silly idea that this is a yeah. third party call because normally third-party calls would be you call your mom and then you have her do a uh, oh. Third, oh, another call another call and conference
1: like so, the call so wait why would so this... they don't know
2: the difference between a radio and a telephone is what you're talking I, I am
1: very confused because this this how how is the how does calling a radio station constitute a third-party call it, because you're not it's you're just not an
0: arbitrary decision relaying by mm-hmm.
1: it's not like it's a relaying from from one person to another it's you're, you're literally talking to them. Well,
2: remember, these are people so stupid that they can only survive by getting a job where the customers have no choice about <laughs> buying the product. Yeah, and, and
1: it's kind of it's kind of also weird in that like she doesn't really she doesn't really have control over that in in this particular situation, right? Like, if she yeah, to I mean, call, anybody could
2: record the call without her knowing, right? And throw right it over I, the radio sure. if they wanted. That's right. True. I mean,
1: I mean, I, I obviously we're not going to do that, but. It's just, it just seems like, but, but again, I, I, I totally understand that these, you know, well, inmates somebody, are, you know, basically, you know, having to apply or abide by you arbitrary do what rules. what they say or you don't get your right, good time. Right. right. Hopefully <laughs> right. some
2: of them will end up in prison after the revolution
0: comes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get to hear her voice on the air if we can do one of the recorded interviews, but according to somebody else who's been in the Bureau of Prison system, uh, the Bureau of Prisons, the BOP, does not like publicity. They they don't really want you to be on the radio. That's the reason why they don't want her uh, yeah. calling in. It's not because it's a third party. It's not because we're going to conference her with another caller or no. right, whatever.
2: Right. It's because they're terrified of somebody growing a pair of balls and starting to give them what they deserve.
0: Right. And, of course, when like you say, when you're in their custody... You know, if you step out of line, then you end up in the special housing unit, which is Mm. essentially, you know, you're being cut off from everybody else. It's punishment. It's the hole, as uh, some refer to it. Uh, it's probably better at a camp than it is elsewhere. Is, but if you keep if you keep effing up, they'll yeah. they'll escalate you to a, a you know minimum what? or a medium security prison. You I, you don't they're mm. not obligated to keep you in the right, camp. Right, right, right.
2: And can, that can, it, um, that can be a matter of life and death. I feel like there's for, for somebody in yeah. yeah. Arias'
1: position. Yeah, right. You're right. Um, but I think there's a name for that, isn't it? Like something like Communications Management Unit or something. That's like different. that? That's different.
2: Oh, okay. Is, is that's it... what Cantwell was on. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: and Ross
0: Ulbricht for a time. Now, I believe he's not in there at this time, but mm. earlier on uh, they were holding him in the CMU. That is a different situation. The hole is where you're completely s- cut off from all other humans. The communications management unit, you just simply cannot talk to anyone besides maybe your mom. Like, you're very restricted in who mm-hmm. you You can talk to your lawyer, you can talk to your mom, and that's about it. And if you're going to call your mom, you have to, like, let them know in advance that you're gonna call and it's 15 minutes maximum or whatever. Yeah, like it's ex- highly restricted. You cannot write letters. You cannot do. You can't receive mail. You know, like that kind of stuff. It's highly restricted.
1: Uh, you know this. <laughs> this is this is exactly how we open, uh, or how I guess the government opens itself up to being able to abuse people with immunity, right? Like mm-hmm. because there's no way for people to. You know, uh, find out about the abuses that occur, and, and yeah, I mean, if, got, if you're in a CMU, you right, can't talk about they're, it. They're they're already routine, mm. but now you can't find out about them as as somebody uh, you know uh, in the general public, mm. right?
2: Well, unless they unless they Epstein you while you're in there, they'll eventually hear about it. You know, mm. well, presuming just, you still have an attorney, the, you know the well. I mean. Oh, I thought you meant like people on the street would hear about what's going on inside. Uh, okay, I might I might have misunderstood.
0: That. Well, if you're in a CMU, you're pretty much cut off from talking to people on the street. So you'd have right. to get the word but out. But eventually,
2: an if they don't Epstein you, you'll get out.
0: Yes, that is true. And but then people you're will find Ulbricht, out and then you'll what happened.
2: The problem is that the people who love you will be upset if it happens to you while you're in mm-hmm. prison, but they don't understand that you have to extrapolate that to other people right. so you can solve the problem before it happens to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's no solving this problem unless we you know, end the United States federal government. Uh, or unless they come to an end, perhaps a financial I, failure that may be on yeah, the horizon I, I'd step back uh, a little somewhere.
1: bit from saying end it, because you're not going to end it. You, no, you may be able to have end to fail. it in New Hampshire, but you won't be able to end it. Yeah, there, no. There's zero chance. Right. Because, yeah, you can't just you elect just, your way out of this problem. I
2: don't want to to end it completely, because when, when people tell me, oh, it was better when we had to pay half of our income to murder people globally... Then you say, Oh, you think so? Well great. They're right down south. Don't let the door hit you in the ad. But <laughs> I was talking about a donkey, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh phones are open if you want to
0: join the show here. The number is six oh three two eight three sixty one sixty. So uh, she says so far everybody's been very, very nice to her. They've uh they've gifted her things, which you know, she was wary of accepting Ooh, gifts yeah. from people. But she's saying that you know the few things she's been given haven't had strings attached. It's just been from other people that remember what it was like to be there their first day. So she got like a water bottle from somebody. She got a Pepsi uh, from from somebody else, and some coffee. You know, that's uh, yeah. I'd be
1: really reluctant to accept if, gifts too. Yeah.
2: If you now, if you accept some cocaine, you you might well have somebody expecting something in return. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know. Yeah. But, It takes a while before you put out for a water bottle, for a bottle of water. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) So, uh, again, you know, it could be a lot worse for her. And as far as writing to her is concerned or sending books, she said apparently she's already received nine books in just the first, what, three days, three or four days that she's been there. Uh, so very, very, in fact, she almost feels like she should take her book thing offline, but I don't think you're restricted on the number of books you can receive. It's just, you can't have them in your Mm. cell all at once. So they usually, at least Mm. in, in state jail, they have your quote unquote property. So they got like a tote, uh, Mm. that's in storage and then they just put your stuff in there. So if you have 20 books, they only let you have three at a time in the state jails here in New Hampshire, so the other seventeen are in your property, and then the three are in your cell, and you can just swap them out uh, as you need to. But she's uh, she's a little overwhelmed and very grateful at how how much support has poured out financially and through uh, through books that have been sent. So uh, her first blog, her first jail blog, is you you and I have both done uh, nobody blogging from jail. Mm-hmm. Arya is now doing that, except hers is technically a prison bra- uh, blog rather than a jail blog. And that is up on her site, which is com. I also cross-posted it over to freekeen.com today. She was reading the Gulag Archipelago that someone good sent to book. her. Yeah, good and terrifying at the same time. I mean, mm. really, really interesting reading, but also just a horrific uh, subject matter that it's it's mm-hmm. very entertaining uh, at the same time as being just absolutely awful. Uh, the contents that uh, that you would read in that book. For listeners that aren't familiar, mm-hmm. it's Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, he was in an actual Russian gulag. He survived the experience, one of the, the mm-hmm. few uh, to uh, to survive it. And he gets into what it's actually like there, from various different people who survived over mm-hmm. the years, various different stories uh, that had come out of what it was like, both inside and outside, what it was like to live in mm-hmm. Russia and what it was like to live in the uh the gulag at the at the time we're talking about a you know 100 plus years ago mm. uh at this point it, it was wild to read that mm. book and i only got through the first of the three that's divided into three different parts when i was in there i only had time to get through the first one but uh mm. it's one of the the wildest books i've ever read
2: i think one of my favorite quotes actually came from that really? uh from that book yeah it starts out how we burned later in the camps. Um, and uh, I would go on about that, but I'm actually probably going to look it up during the break okay. so I can give All it right. to you verbatim.
0: Uh, if you want to join the show, here the number 603-283-6160. So there's your uh, your update on what's going on with ARIA. There's some news uh, regarding the federal government's uh, Supreme Court. Of course, we discussed yesterday how the kind of fake- ruling against affirmative action had come out it was getting a lot of headlines that affirmative action has been overturned at the university or the college level but then we found that they can still get around it essentially if uh, if they want to they can still kind of have the policy without having the policy effectively and uh, they've got their they've already figured out how to circumvent this particular
2: they can but with the program with with the program in place, they can do it pretty much with absolute impunity whereas mm, that's true if that if that's not there, then they would be uh susceptible to things like discrimination suits, if you can intercept some email that says, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, we're not going to let this kid in he's white we're going to let somebody in with uh you know twenty five percent less." Uh, on their SATs, then, uh, th- uh, then that would open them up to a lawsuit. Um, it would, of course. I think they should get get rid of that too, because um, you know, I mean, well, I mean, o- only a fool would let his enemy uh, educate his children or let his enemy educate him. <laughs>
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, I mean, you shouldn't. The whole idea of going to college is a ridiculous, I think, concept for the most part for most people, unless you absolutely need to for whatever career. Uh, this generation,
2: it is. It used to be great, but then they started the student loan program, and the price of college like multiplied by five times. And also, the number of graduates yeah. created mm-hmm. a huge supply of you know English teachers and 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 you know women's studies makers, whatever it, they make. Well, there are no plumbers and no electricians. You know,
1: you know what it is. It's 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 a market problem, right? Because they certainly it's partially because it's you know the government right grants and things of that nature but they're not some some uh some things like medical students and things like that we don't have enough of and in other cases we have too many right So,
2: well, don't worry. The AMA has been telling us that we were going to have a glut of doctors and they talked to the federal government and the paying hospitals not to teach them.
0: Speaking of college loans, that's the next decision that's just come out of the Supreme Court. We'll tell you about it coming up. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their ChainLock's technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. 283 6160 That's 603-283-6160. That is Ian, Nobody, and Chris here in the studio tonight. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. It's digital cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending, rising fees on the Bitcoin network for the last, I don't know, six years now. I uh, have basically made Bitcoin useless for purchases. Mm-hmm. But... I
2: paid six bucks yesterday to do a uh fifteen hundred dollar transfer. Whoa. Yeah. That's a absolutely lot. absurd.
1: I know um I know on the Bitcoin. Just to yes. clarify on
2: Bitcoin. But yeah. uh, Bitcoin. I mean yeah. BTC is a fraction of a penny, but Bitcoin BCH, is the only mean- or BCH yeah, yeah. is a fraction of a penny, but the only thing that a cash app will take is uh, BTC. Mm-hmm. And I- uh, the only safe way, apparently, for me to trade is to do it with big corporations. Oh, <laughs> you you can use Bitcoin again. You can use crypto. He can, yeah. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, Congratulations.
1: Quite so- a while. I didn't realize that. Uh, for some reason, um, I guess I was thinking on after the sentencing. Apparently, uh,
0: all is well with uh, with using nice. Bitcoin BTC for the for the crypto six. Awesome. Yeah. awesome. So Aria will and be using and also to use the
2: it good coins.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Dash, which is uh, you talk about less than a cent fee. That's true with Dash that they're actually mm. way less than one cent per transaction, uh, as I understand it. And Dash has implemented some really cool features to make it undefeated as the most useful currency in the marketplace they've got much faster uh, confirmation times in fact dash even has an instant send feature as well you don't have to worry about confirmations before considering a dash transaction complete because their network is actually protected from the dreaded 51% attacks by their chain locks technology and as far as I know no other chains have that and so pretty much any chain that is you know, underneath Bitcoin, as far as its popularity, is subjected to the 51% attack, with the exception of Dash.
2: Only if so. they use uh, proof of work, mm-hmm. because yeah. Stellar, for example, is uh, one of several coins that isn't 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 susceptible to that and also uh, okay. doesn't have to use enough energy to power a small country
0: so you can uh, use dash very easily as a merchant for instance it's one of the oldest cryptos out there it's widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets it's easy to get it's easy to use dash you can start by learning more at dash.org and big thanks to the dash decentralized autonomous organization for sending us 32 dash per month to promote dash on the air you can visit dash.org to learn about dash that is dash Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We've got Major Payne on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major.
3: Hey,
4: even though you had to pay that 6 bucks for Bitcoin, that was still cheaper than if you'd have gone to Walmart and sent a store-to-store transaction. Oh, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, I think definitely. Like, yeah. As, Eight bucks. getting a uh, hooker too. And, and as yeah. as much as as much as we criticize Bitcoin here on the show, it's not anywhere near as bad as the traditional systems. I can easily mm-hmm. uh, see seventy dollars charges for merchants like when you when you use a credit card to say purchase a laptop or something mm-hmm. from, from my company. Um, so yeah, I, and mm-hmm. and those 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 fees, people are deceived because they get passed on to the consumer. But they mm. don't see it as a separate charge, so mm.
2: because it's actually the retailer who eats it. It's not, not really the, not retailer because, well, it. it's the, the retailer who eats it. The retailer pays for it. The
1: retailer passes it mm. on to the to the to the customer.
2: Oh uh, well, yeah. And those fees are three percent, so like in order yep. to pay that six uh six dollars that I paid on Bitcoin, all you have to do is spend two hundred dollars on your credit card instead of sending two thousand
0: yep that's true, but that said, I mean, if you had paid two hundred dollars instead of fifteen hundred it still probably would have been six bucks i mean the the fees um, from yeah. Bitcoin are calculated not based on the amount of the transaction but the actual number of bytes in the transaction, mm-hmm. and that can depend on uh, without getting too. Mm-hmm. Technical that depends on some Mm -hmm. other things like how split up your bitcoins are. If they're split into a Mm -hmm. bunch of different wallets, uh, you don't necessarily see that, and that may result in a higher fee than if they're not split up. But the thing you want to look at. And it's going to
2: get worse and worse every time because every time you send somebody a a payment, it like takes a takes a, a set of uh, unspent outputs that's actually generally larger than the amount. Right. It sends that, and then it cuts one of the pieces in two and sends the change back to you. So into a different unspent get- output. Exactly. Yeah. So it'll just get more and more fragmented as time goes on, which will cause the uh, the transactions to get bigger and bigger.
1: All I'm thinking of is how we need a defrag program for the blockchain.
2: Well, I mean, there there certainly is... Uh, Such a thing. You could even have a defragging. uh, If it was built into the coin, you couldn't do it with Bitcoin. But if you were doing Ethereum and you were designing it with the benefit of some hindsight, you could definitely just have a special case uh, smart contract built into the chain that just whatever you send it, it will destroy and then generate new coins yeah. and send them back We're to
0: you. are getting a little too off into the weeds to talk yeah. about defragging <laughs> on uh, broadcast radio. But uh, right now, I think the most useful thing to look at here is the median transaction fee on Bitcoin. There's a handy ch- uh, chart of that over at bitinfocharts.com because the median fee is going to be, you know— Pretty common, right? Like median, mm-hmm. half of the fees are higher, half of the fees are lower. So a lot of people are experiencing this median fee, which is right now today a dollar thirteen to send wow. one Bitcoin transaction.
2: so, yeah, uh, so if you b- pay high. pay a dollar fifty for a uh, for a cup of coffee, that's sixty six percent that you have to pay over and above the cost i,
1: I will say um,
2: i i wonder if that's why bch uh went up uh 30 percent yesterday and over a hundred percent this week i wonder if people are starting to catch maybe.
0: on uh, yeah that is really interesting uh bitcoin cash has been shooting up recently so anyway ma- major what else did you I have like the say? real well, bitcoin yeah.
4: It gamifies everything. If you use a strange ATM and you don't have enough money in your account, like ten grand, I think it is, where they give you free ATMs, they'll bang you three bucks to pull out twenty dollars.
1: Oh yeah. But mm-hmm.
4: anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'll touch on the Supreme Court cases, but first, you guys were talking about the uh, which, of course, children. by the
0: way, hurts poor people more huh? than it does the wealthy because mm-hmm. a poor person is more yeah. likely to be pulling out smaller amounts. And so they're the ones that are getting hit for the
1: largest percentage of uh, of fees, oh, yeah, and, and
2: less likely to get. Banks doing nice things what? for them, like waiving all and, the fees,
1: and it actually gets even way worse when it comes to uh, the poorer populations because they often don't have bank accounts because you know, well, bank accounts are expensive because of all the fees. But it ends up becoming even more expensive without the bank accounts because you end up uh, paying higher rates for things like prepaid cards in order to do you know basic stuff like online you know purchases and things like that. So if you, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the prepaid cards, but they're, they're really, they've got fee, like visa prepaid cards. Yeah, sure. They, they got really fees high all fees. over the place. You got to yeah, pay a fee to yeah. load it. You got to pay a fee to you know, often, often these same people have, um, they get paid in these prepaid cards as well by their employers. So major,
4: you guys remember earlier in the show, you were talking about, uh, being a felon with a can of underarm deodorant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, well, I figure I was probably a felon at the age of 10. I used to make what they call tennis ball cannons. This is back when beer cans were stamped on both ends, right, the end caps. Mm -hmm. And you could take a P-38, which is an old Army can opener, and cut both ends off. And then the last can, you just rip the tab off, and you punch a little hole in it. And that's where you shoot the lighter fluid in, and you shake it around good. And, hey, you have, you know, if you're going to use it as a mortar, you can do it yourself. but we got kind of high tech, and we put butt pads on them. And if you had your buddy light it for you, you could actually hit something. So we. So was the idea man.
0: you put multiple cans together?
4: Yeah, we take duct tape and put them together.
0: I see. Okay, duct tape. That was what I, I was missing.
4: I stand long or whatever. Hmm.
0: Uh, Is it kind of like a potato gun, except that those are PVC?
4: Right? Yeah. Well, this was the predecessor to the potato gun. I, I was Making these before the potato gun came to be. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other story. That's probably how I became a felon because we were using aquanet
1: and mm-hmm. that. So, so the is this? Yeah, yeah. Was this some sort of? Uh, I, 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 I want to use the word explosive, but I don't necessarily know if it's like an actual explosion, but like some sort of um, thing that goes boom.
4: Something. Yeah, some aquanet boom.
1: is flammable. Okay. Yeah. But but it goes boom. It doesn't just catch fire. Right? Well, it's
0: gonna go boom if it's in an enclosed space, which is
1: right? what which is what we're talking about. Yes. So yeah, yes, so, so probably it probably ends up being a felon.
4: <laughs> yeah, a potato gun will bust through a one-inch plank, but tennis ball cannons were a lot safer. I got gotcha. you. Like I said, we got my old, we talked my old man into being a carnival duck one time after we'd figured out how to shoulder fire these things. So three of us in the side yard, him about thirty yards off, he's walking back and forth, laughing at us, thinking we can't hit him. Well, after about the second go round with each one of us, we whack him. Each one of us whacked him once. He'd been hit three times. He headed for the house. He did enough of that.
1: Are you are you actually old enough to uh, where you where this might not have even been a crime because the they hadn't passed the the um, explosion the federal laws on explosives.
2: I Anytime know, you hit no, anybody no, with I, anything is assault. Well, no,
1: no, but uh, well, but when just I'm, building the 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 device that goes boom at one point wasn't you know it wasn't a crime felony. It wasn't a felony at the federal level. Hmm. Hmm.
4: I don't know. I was, I started building the uh, tennis ball cannons in about 70 and I graduated the potato guns about
1: 72. Okay. So you probably were past the, the cutoff <laughs> for that. So you probably were committing a felony at the time. I think if I, I'm not hundred percent positive, but I think it was like in the 1930s, uh, that they passed the, you know, they started to, to regulate that and it became a felony at the, no, federal you're court. only a felon if you get caught.
2: Yeah. And the thing is, it was probably illegal when I was a kid. But, you know, it wasn't like now where they're actually yeah. going to send Army, Air Force, yeah. Army, Navy, Air Force and Marines after you for, you know, setting off a, a lady finger. Um, and now they're just insane. Um, total overcompensate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised if any kid in the 70s wasn't a felon or would be a felon had they decided to prosecute, like if they were actually prosecuting, you know, people like they are today.
2: Yeah. Although I did have a friend who put a pipe bomb in a mailbox and he ended up with a federal felony for that. Wow. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You
4: can't mess with U.S. mail.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think they've been particularly. Uh,
1: that's. They, they, I think they have even even in the past been particular about the the mailboxes. But um, I don't. That's think- federal
0: property. Yeah, right. I
1: don't. Even though is, you buy it, yeah, it's
0: federal property. Apparently,
1: yeah. I you know it's it's um I, I my gut is it was more like it, it wasn't really something they went after if it was like in a field back in the day, mm-hmm. but now even in a field you probably would get you you'd mm-hmm. probably get in trouble for it.
2: Well, that's why back then we were outstanding in the field.
0: <laughs> all right major talk there thanks for the call tonight man i appreciate it let's go uh, talk to uh, ricky in the commonwealth of pennsylvania go ahead ricky
5: thank you there brother Ian, brother chris brother nobody welcome back good evening
2: what's,
0: what's on your mind tonight
2: well i was kind
5: of thinking you know this came up a while back just a little I don't know, a couple weeks ago and i mentioned and we didn't really talk about it, and I'm sure maybe we could discuss it, the fact that uh, I've never pledged allegiance to the flag in my life. Still haven't in any capacity. I won't wear anything. It's
1: pretty impressive. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, you know, I look back Did at Did you have, me, you like,
0: know? parents who didn't participate in that as well, and so they set an example for you? Uh, the only way I can think no. of it is
1: if you had, like, a Jovah Jeho- Jeho- well, Jehovah Witness hmm, reality, or if your parents were Jehovah Witness Looking
5: back at my life I've been a Confederate Democrat from my earliest memories and I'll tell you, I hate that flag I hate the flag, I hate the pledge with it I got a million reasons I, I mean, mean, there's nothing good huh? I I,
1: I just, I, I really have to ask you one question, how did you get away with not standing for the pledge in like elementary school did you not go to a government school where they just didn't say the pledge? Oh,
5: no, I sure did I didn't raise hell sure. So my um, parents stood by me, and it was a big deal. They finally gave up, but it took a while. But here are my reasons huh. why I hate the damn thing.
2: They used I mean, to take the Constitution a lot more seriously.
5: Well, yeah, or a little I think more that seriously thing too. I think you're right, nobody. I had that working for me for the time period. I mean, we're talking starting in the late '70s, going into early '80s. You know. But see, here's the reasons why I hate the damn thing. I mean. There's nothing good attached to it, but let's let's look at the pledge. Let's look at that. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Well, I got a problem right there. I hate that flag and everything attached to it. Then it goes, and to the republic for which it stands. Well, this hasn't been a true republic in my lifetime that I know of. Okay, now we Mm -hmm. continue. One nation under God. Well, I have a problem with that, too, because... (laughs) You know, I, that goes without saying, okay, indivisible, wait a minute, that's where the Confederacy part of me kicked in, because I had it in my head already, weren't we divided at one point? And what's this, the union can't be divided? That's what they're, that's trying, what
0: they're trying to, to inculcate oh, yeah. people with, with that concept, for sure. The idea that this is a perpetual union, that you can, you've can you joined, but you can never leave, it, uh, it's ridiculous. You can
2: check out any time yeah, you like, it's, but it's, you can never leave. It's amazing the <laughs> amount
1: of brainwashing that goes on in elementary schools across this oh, country. Oh, here's the
5: best part: the ending with liberty and justice for all. That's <laughs> not quite in touch with reality in my lifetime. No, I mean, I yeah. yeah tell some
2: 16 year old kid who got drafted and died in Vietnam that everybody gets liberty and justice in America. Yeah, right.
5: But yeah, one thing I'll tell you, for a year, every time I went out in 2017, I wrapped myself with the Southern Cross, the battle flag, and I'll tell you why that, that was okay. To see, here's the reality when it came to the Civil War. Here's what it was really all about. It wasn't about race. It wasn't even about the, leaving union, the Union. What happened is after South Carolina blew it away in 1861, the CSA formed quickly. Now, they went further than saying we're just leaving the union. This is what made Lincoln crap his pants. They said this land, the property here, that don't belong to you guys at all anymore. That belongs to us. This ain't a territory at all. Because I'm looking at it somewhere we're just secede today, including Pennsylvania and New Hampshire. If you didn't say we're still a territory and you said this land belongs to us, what do you think is going to happen? 600,000 people were dead. The the infrastructure itself destroyed. The economy obliterated. Why? To steal that land back by force. That battle flag, they were fighting for the land which belonged to them. And that's what the war was about. you know. And it's sad because there's 600,000 people dead.
2: Well, a lot you know, of idiots still thought that – You know, having a federal government was a good idea in those days. I mean, you got to be pretty stupid if you still believe that in 2023. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how many
0: people hold on to the idea of the federal government, even though it is so awful, so overbearing, so huge, so taxing and so Mm -hmm. ridiculous and violent. They mm-hmm. still believe that we just we just need to elect the right people.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I have I a lot of fun question. with long Nobody. division, and one of the things that I found fascinating is um, I ran across the number that they believe that Bush murdered a million people in Iraq, um, and uh, so I so I looked at the average murder rate, which is slightly under uh 20,000 I can't remember exactly what the number was but uh basically I divided one by the other and found out now there's a million and a half people between active duty military and active duty police mm-hmm. that's 0.5% of the population okay well or or one out of every 200 people Okay. Well, that 0.5% of our population murdered more people in Iraq alone than the other 99.5% of the population will murder in the next 67 wow. years. And if you if you make covid, if you call covid, 10 million, then it would take every murderer in the in the United States working at full capacity to match that feat of murdering 10 million people Was it 10? It wasn't that many, right? I, I don't know how yeah, many people died. Was. They used to say 18 million. And you but know they blew all those numbers down. up. Well, anyway, I, I but, think they did. But yeah. anyway, just consider it... Uh, I mean, if it's a lie, it's their
0: lie, and I'll use it against them. Fair enough. Hey, thank um, you, Ricky, for the call tonight. I but, appreciate
2: uh, it. So it would take us uh, 666 years to kill t- for American murderers to kill 10 million people. But uh, whoever developed COVID managed to do it, and a couple years work.
0: If you want to join the show here, the number is 603-283-6160. So the big news today out of the Supreme Court is that the idea of this student loan forgiveness that Joe Biden was uh, pushing, I think it was last year, and they attempted to actually move forward. It ended up being, uh, there was a lawsuit against it, and I believe the lower court put it on hold. uh, So it did not move forward at, at that point. And now the Supreme Court has weighed in on it, according to the Daily Mail Supreme Court has now struck down Joe Biden's four hundred billion dollar student loan so called forgiveness plan Uh, in a six to three bombshell decision. They uh, the plan was six
2: to three, so at least one of the liberals jumped ship. Is that right? I think there's there is generally considered to be uh, five four split on the court right now. So
0: they ruled to that the the plan to wipe out debts for twenty six million Americans at course, taxpayer expense, was mm-hmm.
2: unconstitutional and an overreach mm-hmm. of his executive power. Imagine being the college gra- college janitor who got spit on all his life by these students because he didn't have an education, mm-hmm. and then he's forced to pay for their education. I know. It's a total God. insult. Just imagine
0: it. Every productive person in the United States being forced to pay for uh, college mm. students who many of whom have these liberal arts degrees that they're yeah completely they useless
2: women's studies yeah. or or uh, creative farting or whatever it is they yeah. did
0: so i i think this is great news uh it's a little bit of good news coming out of the supreme court every now and then they get they get something right
1: I, you know you know the thing that disgusts me is just that they're that they they were basically pushing these they're oh you know it's it sort of kind of reminds me of um uh what the, the places that push loans on the poor right it's, yeah payday loans yeah payday loans yeah. it's it's almost like that it's they're pushing these loans on students in the first place sure they are you know yeah. which is kind of that in, they can't this, go bankrupt from by right,
2: the way. right in this immoral well, way and, and the in, teachers union has given them 12 years a hard sell on that they have, yeah. they, have, yeah. they, have. Yeah.
1: they have um but I guess I guess just what I'm I'm thinking is it's like on the one hand it's like I I don't know that I feel like you can hold these these people who are given these loans to account for those loans but at the same time, it's like who, how, how do you deal with this problem? Because mm-hmm. the taxpayer, we, I shouldn't be forced to pay for it either, right? right. You See, know? I
2: wouldn't be the least, uh, the least bit expen- uh, disappointed if. These people didn't pay the banks, and the banks went bankrupt, mm-hmm. and they all committed, su- and all the bankers committed suicide. I'd be pleased to punch <laughs> yeah, by yeah. that. But um, no, the banks aren't but even involved here, right? The problem is, no, they well, are. They, they are involved they are. because I mean, they weren't going to do it unless they could make more money for their banker friends. So the bankers make the loans. Oh, do they? The bankers make the profit. Yeah, but really? if. They, if anybody course, doesn't you think it was pay, gonna work, then the government gives gives them a kickback. I thought, the and that's why they'll give you it, a loan. for underwater basket weaving, yeah, and, and the government uh,
1: guarantees the loan, but the banks issue the
2: loan. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: see, I thought the college loans were coming from the government. I thought that they, was like a government d- program. They are sort of coming As from the some government. Some of them be, do.
1: They, they are sort of coming from not the government. Not. Um, in that the the banks get their money from the government through like the FDIC or something along those mm-hmm. lines. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's it, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. It's it's like but basically you, it's they just do go a, to a, a government funnel. agency, right?
0: And then it's the government agency that contracts with the
1: bank. Yeah, it's something along those lines. Uh, basically, um, it's 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 privatized effectively. Uh, the loan, the issuance of the loan, but you know those loans are guaranteed by the government. And then huh. the, the the banks are effectively getting the money from the government, so it's uh, to loan yeah. out. So because that's really complicated. you know, it's, it, yeah, it's like it's a bunch of money printing. Basically, is what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how loans come into existence, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Well, if they, if they wanted to, uh, they could just wipe out the loans, right? Like, they could just forgive the loans and just wipe them off the books if they wanted to. But, no, they've got to get well, them paid, right? they got to pay they, their bankers.
2: They, they, right? they could, but then the banks would be out the money. And the job of the government is to take our money and give it to the banks, not the other way around. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a redistribution of wealth program to the
2: banks.
0: All right. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join the show here. Hour number two is coming up and you can bring up anything that's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day from wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs.
4: You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago.
6: To
0: random people tuning in on the radio.
4: I was kind of stuck in the left-right
6: paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty.
0: You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. A-M-P-S <laughs>
2: Talk
0: Live. It is Free Talk Live, hour number two. We're kicking it off right now, the number if you want to join the show, it's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian and Chris. Unfortunately, nobody uh, had to leave for the rest of the evening. The number here again, 603-283-6160. We were talking about the Supreme Court. Uh, that has struck down the plan to spend 400 billion taxpayer dollars on student loan forgiveness, and that uh, is de- is dead now. Uh, the Supreme Court ruling six to three, according to the Daily Mail. In this particular case, the plan would have eradicated ten thousand dollars in debt for borrowers that are earning less than 125 thousand. And 20000 or rather up to 20000 for those with Pell Grants. It was challenged by six Republican states and two borrowers who argued that Biden should have sought approval from Congress for a plan using substantial taxpayer funds. Uh, the Chief Justice in the Supreme Court agreed and said in the majority opinion... That, uh, that the move, quote, requires that Congress speak clearly before a Department of Education secretary can unilaterally alter large sections of the American economy. And, uh, of course, Joe Biden, not very happy about it, called the decision dis- disappointing and wrong and vowed to fight back in a statement released hours after the ruling came down. He said, the fight is not over. I'll have more to announce when I address the nation this afternoon. My administration's student debt relief plan would have been the lifeline tens of millions of hardworking Americans needed as they try to recover from a once-in-a-century
1: pandemic. As though that break. has anything to do you
0: know, <laughs> with uh, their
1: college loans. I, I mean, part, part of the problem is that there is an oversupply of college educated individuals in the wrong career paths you can't go to college and then expect to get paid you know a higher salary when you graduate if you don't take into account where the demand for uh good paying jobs are right like the whole basket weaving thing is is a perfect example i mean i don't know even know if that's a real thing but the point it is it probably was somewhere yeah yeah the point is that you you actually do have to think about the skills that you're going to achieve uh, you know, from from those funds that you're 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 exerting if you want them to basically uh, eventually be, um, you know, beneficial to you.
0: Right. The theory is you are investing in yourself. Right. You're bettering yourself to make you more attractive in a job market, to make you more attractive to uh, potential employers in theory. And so the idea is that the degree makes you more desirable. Maybe would make it so you make more money. At least that's the pitch that they sell uh, to these kids. And I think it is important to remember that this is a sales pitch, that they are pitching a product. They are pitching a service to very young people who don't have a lot of experience when it comes to what a loan is. You're not allowed to get a loan until you're age 18 in the United States. And that's
1: the same time they're hitting you up. (laughs) To get a hundred thousand dollar well, loan or whatever Ian, for college. The funny thing about this is they're effectively selling to 16 and 17 year olds primarily. Mm-hmm. That's the market for this. That's right. And they wouldn't be able to get a loan if it wasn't for the government uh guarantees. That's a great point. And yeah. they they wouldn't they have no credit. They, right. They have no credit, right? It's you know, um, you know, it's 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 just it just always blows my mind that like it's not really. I don't think. Uh, I will say that I think college is overrated, but I don't necessarily think that like there's no value in getting a higher education. The problem is that your people are getting a education in something that isn't worth something in the marketplace. Right. So you know, I if I were. To go in, I don't know. Maybe like I'm trying to think of like maybe if I was to go and you know into ph- physics, some sort of physicist or chemistry or something where there is often the STEM STEM uh, what they call STEM, like scientific uh, technology, yeah, technology, engineering, engineering right? Math, math, yeah, math. something like that. Um, those jobs are almost certainly going to be worth, uh, or those I should say those those uh, degrees are almost certainly going to be worth more than you pay into in terms of or loan you get a loan for and you pay for but a lot of these other degrees that people come out with there's no there's all you're doing unless you become a
0: teacher yeah you're not going to be able to do anything with
1: it. yeah it's even if you can do something with it if the if the cost of the loan exceeds what you're going to make it additionally in theory uh and it doesn't cover those costs it doesn't doesn't make make sense sense. right and It's, it's And just, people
0: shouldn't do things that don't make financial sense. And if you do something that doesn't make financial sense, you should be the one. Solely you should be the one responsible for paying the cost of making that mistake. It, you screwed up. You got to pay the price, not everybody else. Yeah, and you know,
1: it, part of the reason that it, it, in a sane world, it wouldn't be that young people couldn't get loans but those loans would be tied to the ability They'd be reasonable Mm -hmm. well they would be reasonable but they'd also be tied to the ability of those individuals for the career path that they've chosen to go down uh to actually be able to repay those loans because if they can't repay those loans the issuer of those loans will never make money because they end up defaulting on them but they've undermined the uh The whole free market system, basically, by guaranteeing those loans in the first place. Well,
0: and as we discussed last night, the fact that the government just guarantees these loans out there essentially means that the colleges can keep raising their rates, raising their rates, Uh, raising their Mm -hmm. rates. There's Mm -hmm. no end. It doesn't matter the fact that there are a number of colleges. In theory, they should be competing and rates should be coming down. But instead, they can cartelize and just everybody just knows they can raise their rates. And there's no penalty to them for raising the rates because kids are still being brainwashed to want to go to college. So there's still high demand on their services. They know that they can get whatever amount they want for their services because the government's going to back it up. So there's no downward pressure. There's no reason for them to do better and lower
1: costs. So, I, I you know, it's interesting. So I went to college and I remember, you know, high school. I mean, this is, you know, this is in like two. I'm trying to think This would be, this would be 20 years ago. T- uh, it would have been like 2000, probably mm-hmm. around the 2000, 2000. I graduated in 2003 from high school. Okay. So 2001, 2002, probably uh, is sort of the time period. But I remember taking classes and, you know, they really uh, emphasizing college. I mean, the, the whole school emphasized college. This is a public school in New Jersey and they emphasized college, but and they had classes and things. And I don't know if it was a class that I, I took or whatever it was, but that they pushed on you. But one of the things that they never talked about was the fiscal aspect of picking a career path or picking a college. You know, that you'd actually end up mm-hmm. with something of value that would repay for itself. It was no, sort of just, just what a, do you want to
0: do? Do whatever you want. Right. It was right? just
1: a flat out go yeah. to college. The average it was something mm-hmm. like their 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 sales pitch was something like that. You average, make a million dollars. Well, the, it was something <laughs> like that their argument and, and this defense is, and I think they're still using sort of this as a defense of well, the average college kid still makes more as a result of going to college. That's, that's the true. Claim. That's mm-hmm. that that's true, maybe, but it, it, it sort of overlooks the fact that a good percentage of those are actually worse off as a result of taking those out loans out. It's, they it's- don't
0: factor in the college loan, I don't think, when they make that statement. I think they're just saying this person, quote unquote, makes more, meaning that their paycheck is... Is higher than someone who graduated high school, but how much of that paycheck is going to pay the college loan off for thirty years or whatever? Well,
1: that's true. I, I think in some situations they are um, talking about the you know the, the again this is average, but mm-hmm. the problem is that also means that there's uh, there's a lot of people who make a lot more, right? Like it's 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 definitely worth going to college because they're getting right. skills and they bring that the average increase up, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it skews the fact that yes, maybe on average. But that means there's still a lot of people that are getting uh, taking these loans and they're actually going to be like worse off as a result. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to give Biden some credit
0: here, though. He does make a an interesting counterpoint in his statement that he made about this. Uh, he says it would have been good for economic growth, both in the short and long term. I don't necessarily agree with that. But then he goes on. This is the part I think is interesting. He says the hypocrisy of Republican elected officials is stunning. They had no problem with billions in pandemic-related loans to businesses, including hundreds of thousands and, in some cases, millions of dollars for their own businesses, and those loans were forgiven. So he is making a good point here that during the so-called pandemic, Republicans were more than happy to hand out, in some cases, I think it was in total, like hundreds of billions of dollars in loans that went out to companies both large and small all across the United States. And then as long as the terms of the loans were satisfied, they were able to just simply waive them. And I don't think that meant the taxpayer's you know, paid again for those loans later on. I think it just meant they wiped them off the books, which is not what they were talking about doing here with the the college loans. Well,
1: I, effectively, what happened there, I, I, and I'm pretty sure this is this is is what's going on in that situation, is that if it, let's say we do this again, right? Let's say we're going to waive. You know these these loans for these college students. Mm-hmm. Well, what is what does that actually mean? It's, it, it very well could mean that we're going to continue on with eighteen percent inflation rate. Sure, as a because that's what was that's basically that's what was going on yeah. uh, when they when they were giving out all this money and they were printing all this money for the businesses. Right, you're going to keep having that happen, and that's going to have economic negative economic consequences. It you know sure. it, it's it <laughs> it's bad anyway you slice it. Right, There's right. No doubt about it's, it. it wasn't good when they did it. When They were doing this for the businesses, it wasn't good when they were doing it for the college students. It was none of these things they should be doing. This is not what government should be doing. But he is right that the Republicans were totally fine with the it, other, laws. it's not a Republican <laughs> or Democrat yeah. issue. It's, yeah. it's, 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 they all do it. All of these politicians do it, right? And, and that's because it's political, yeah. It right? might be a little different, you know. Uh, you know, might it might be that, uh, you know, and the funny part about it is. It will be like the Republicans will, will introduce something that does the same thing that the Democrats did. It might be the exact same thing, like maybe it's war, right? Mm-hmm. And the de- when the when the when the Republicans are in power and they introduce something, the Democrats will be against it. But then when the Democrats come into power, it reverses for the exact same sort of thing, funding war, right, mm-hmm. or something yeah. along those lines. Yeah,
0: now the Republicans it, are quote unquote skeptical of wars i'm not going to go and call them anti-war but if they start the war then it's totally fine as we've seen and the the poll numbers bear it out the republicans are now after 20 years still i believe it's a majority of them support the war in iraq what george w bush did 20 years ago uh but fewer of them it used to be like 80 plus percent now it's like 50 something uh percent of the republicans but they still support it while a minority of Republicans support the uh, Ukraine thing, I think, or it might be like fifty percent of Republicans. Yeah, and eighty percent of Democrats support the Ukraine thing. It's, so it's just the, the
1: complete opposite. Yeah, it's it's literally we have we have a society in which we've got two different cults, mm-hmm, and totally. it's, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter. That they're basically one in the same. It's but you you're going to do whatever your cult tells you to do, regardless of whether or not it makes any sense. Yeah, you don't think about it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was the same thing the Republicans were doing, you know, six months ago. If the Democrats now want to do it, and you were against it six months ago because you were following the Democrats back then, well, now all of a sudden you want it, and it's like, it's it's so disgusting. If you want to join
0: the show here the number is 603-283-6160. Maybe you want to take the side of the loan the college loan forgiveness. I would love to hear your arguments on this again the Supreme Court ruling 6 to 3 today to crush Biden's plan to pay off I mean it wouldn't pay off all the loans it would only have been $10,000 for for most people, right? So like that's it wouldn't have even taken care of, I think, most people's loans. Probably, I mean, what's the average college loan? It's got to be like fifty or something like that, wouldn't you think? Uh, it was
1: like two hundred thousand dollars for college in two thousand and like five ish time period. Two hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I guess it um, depends on where it depends you go. on. Okay, so it, okay, so take into consideration that some states subsidize their education. So mm-hmm. what you're sort of paying isn't that, but you've paid it through taxes, hmm. or your parents have paid it through taxes. But yeah, it's probably something like $200,000. And I'll just give you an example. So New Jersey doesn't, or at least when I back back in the day, when I was going to college, New Jersey wasn't funding its uh, higher education. Pennsylvania was funding its higher education. It costs me. I was, so I, I lived in New Jersey. It cost me out of state tuition in Pennsylvania was basically the same as it would be for in-state in New Jersey.
0: Okay, so wait, you went to school in Pennsylvania?
1: Yes. Okay. And the reason is because in-state tuition in Pennsylvania was something like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars versus like ten thousand for Addison. per semester per semester. But that doesn't include okay. the, the, all the costs. That's just the the tuition figure. So it doesn't include books. It doesn't include mm-hmm. like um, you know room and board that kind of thing. I see. And it ended up being two hundred thousand. Yeah, that's going to include like room and board uh-huh. and books and you know everything, but My something along God. those lines. Yeah. And I mean, it it also does vary a lot, but um, in terms of like different colleges, in terms Mm -hmm. of costs, but often the costs are sort of misleading because um, like private schools uh, are the the prices are higher, Mm -hmm. but you almost always get a lot more um, grants and not loans, but grants. So Mm -hmm. you're not really paying that full price, Hmm. if that makes any sense. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money. I it, mean, yep, it is. It's it is. crazy. So,
0: I mean, $10,000 would have been a drop in the bucket to some extent for some of these oh, people yeah. Oh, yeah. with these loans. It's,
1: it's, it's a joke. It's yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's probably more of a PR stunt. Uh, That's absolutely what it is. is.
0: right? Yeah. That's why I was saying this is political. So uh, the, the Republicans, of course, are for the business loans. They're fine yep. with that because <laughs> they want to be pro-business. And the Democrats are for the paying off the college loans or ten thousand dollars of it because they know that that's going to be mostly liberals. They know that the college yeah. graduates are going to be their constituency, and so they want to, you know, make sure they're solid on the de- Democrat side. Like, you know, we tried, and now they'll still be able to say we tried, but those darn Republicans, it's, we tried to help.
1: What, what it comes down to is they're buying votes, right? Straight I, that's up, straight up buying votes. That's, that's what, what they're is. doing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, there's there's no other better way to describe what's going on here. Yep. Um, um, they're buying votes let's go to the phones here and then there's another big supreme court decision that
0: came out today it has to do with lgbtq uh people and businesses whether they can serve them or refuse to serve them we'll get into that here uh, bad slave is on the line in new hampshire go ahead bad slave
3: hey thanks for taking my call yes sir uh, chris and uh and ian um i am uh I'm hoping for really, really good results for you, Ian, in this well, uh, whole mess of uh, the crypto six and what's left of it. I
2: appreciate and,
3: it. Yeah, there you go. Anyways, but I wanted to say uh, about education. Uh, and I, I, I covered the, the board on it, you know, with, uh, what I call government in-doc, which of course is, you know, commonly known as public schools
6: mm-hmm.
3: and uh, and uh, an academia, you know, of you know, further on in the process, the, all this stuff is completely pulled out of the market you know, controlling uh, realm, which means all of this stuff is excessively expensive.
0: Mm, yeah. You, you're, what you're saying, I think, is that the, the these government schools or the, these universities are not subject to true market forces. And, <laughs> and this is something that I was talking about earlier, where the prices in a free market, as we see in industries that are less regulated or unregulated, Uh, tends to go down Uh, price goes down because of competition and you know people get better at doing the things that they do or the manufacturing or whatever Uh, costs go down over time it's just sort of the natural tendency of a competitive marketplace but those do not uh, those things do not occur in the college uh, education marketplace because it is a highly restrictive market the players all are getting government subsidies And so they're they're playing it up to raise their prices, so they can get even more of the uh, the money from the government in this uh, in these cases. So it's it's backwards incentives.
3: They have a pattern in of of you know starting with the public schools, and and you know we're breaking people over the coals in exactly the same way. And 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 in fact, I mean you know to me. Everything that's IT, which is, is most of what uh, colleges and government schools do, is, is IT. It's, it's a, IT? It's a deliver- IT, information, technology, delivery of data. Delivery of data has gotten so cheap and in, in, in these days that, I mean, basically, you know. Are you is, saying,
0: just to clarify, are you saying that the colleges aren't teaching IT? You're saying that they're just delivering information to people and we don't need them anymore. You could just do the research yourself, go online, get, uh, you know, free well, courses and things like that.
3: I I think a lot of that is, is true. But I mean, even, true, yeah. even if they were even if they were to have uh, the organizations uh, t- surrounding these things that, that, uh, you know, the, the proper delivery of it is, is going to be a really inexpensive, uh, you know, you know, operation. And just, uh, you know, I'm this, not really this,
0: sure what you mean uh, when you say the proper delivery of, of it, uh, that's, that's confusing to me.
3: Uh, uh, data, you know, it, it's a matter of, you know, you got data it, it, in your computer at home and mm-hmm. you got data somewhere out on the, uh, in the, uh, uh you know, on the cloud, I guess you call it. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, you just bring that in, you know, with, uh, with the, what does that have you know, to do the with the colleges though? Well, exactly. Not the colleges, not, the, but I mean, if, you know, if, if, if. People were smart. This is what would be going on. Okay. Hey, you kind of lost
0: me on this one. Thank you for the call tonight, Bad Slave. And you looked kind of confused there too, Chris. I was Chris. very confused. Yeah, um, yeah I was I trying, I I was trying was, real hard there, but no.
1: I don't know if he was saying that you could learn IT on your own, which I, I can't. I you mean, could, yeah. It's yeah, not. I, I would say that I did um, prior to right. going to college for, for uh, well, I mean, computer science, but basically IT. Um Yeah, it's not. I was very in fact, I was very disappointed with the the basically incompetency of, uh, you know, education at the college level. Um, I mean, it was maybe bad at like lower levels, but Mm -hmm. it, it was pretty bad at the college level, too. So as
0: far as in that field?
1: Yeah, I mean I went to I went to study something that I already really kind of knew, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. It's frustrating. I felt like I came out knowing in some respects less than when I went in. God, like it was that it was, was kind of that bad. And, wow. and and I will say I will say this. I don't necessarily think that the people I graduated with who went in knowing nothing didn't gain something. I think they did, but it was still bad, mm-hmm. you know. The the, the, the whole the whole process, and you know, the teacher professors that didn't know what the heck was going on, what the heck they were talking about. You know, you can't lecture an hour to me on something I know everything. I know, I, I know a lot about, and then you know it takes me half an hour to figure out what you're talking about and then once i figure out what you're talking about you're talking about it and i realize you just don't know what you're talking about right Mm -hmm. like i i I literally there's one there was one professor who talked about pvrs for 45 minutes before i raised my hand and he he was confusing it with vpns and he couldn't explain what a vpn was god and um, it's embarrassing yeah he he was like yeah yeah, i'm talking about vpns when i (laughs) when i questioned it and yeah it was just the whole thing was but this is this wasn't that abnormal All right, we got more coming up here,
0: and you can join the show as well. The number is 603 283 6160. You can bring up anything you want. The other big, the third Supreme Court ruling. We got to talk about that coming up. It is Free Talk Live. You can join the show. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can still weigh in on the college discussion, uh, especially if you have feelings or thoughts uh, you want to share on the uh, Supreme Court shutting down. Before it even got started, the idea of this uh, college loan so-called forgiveness, which, of course, would have been paid for, by dollar holders now i don't know if it would have been taxpayers or if they would have just straight up printed the 400 billion uh that they needed which of course inflated the money supply yeah and then everyone holding on to dollars would have paid the
1: price and that's it's kind of interesting because it, it does it does sort of affect it affects it does affect the economy sort of in a different way right like as opposed to affecting depending on how it's formed you mean well whether or not you you put the burden on taxpayers mm-hmm. directly or you put right. the burden on all of society by right. inflating you know the money supply right um so yeah and
0: it's not clear how exactly the it would have been fun yeah I,
1: like and i'm just thinking like is would one be a better method like if they're gonna do it let's say they're mm-hmm. gonna do it like would one method be better than the other right like and i don't know i don't know if there is an answer to that but it's just like it's just kind of an interesting question of like Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know.
0: But it's not going to happen, at least not at this point. So the next story here is from Axios.com reporting that the Supreme Court has also ruled that uh, businesses can refuse service to LGBTQ customers, which I have to say was a surprise after many years of uh, you got to bake the
1: cake rulings coming out of uh, courts and such wasn't the you got to bake a cake ruling uh, didn't they roll the, the the right way and effectively say not you, hmm. you don't have to bake the did cake I thought, at the end maybe you're right about that i might be mistaken but i thought they i thought they they did roll Similarly, and and it was it was a good ruling, but I I could be I could be mistaken.
0: Well, in this case, businesses can refuse to serve same-sex couples if doing so would violate the owner's religious beliefs, according
1: to the Supreme Court today you know the only thing i would say is i'm not sure i like the like the fact that it is if it violates the religious beliefs right like Mm -hmm. why why should it matter whether they're religious beliefs or not right Right. why
0: can't it just be they're a bigot
1: right like i should be able to serve whoever i want you know whether or not right or, or or not um, you know it's this is not you know we should have and and the only I, th- I think there's circumstances where this is not it's it would be it would not be okay to refuse to, to serve potentially but it's the result of government intervention in the market or you know like for example the banks right the, mm-hmm. go- the banks are heavily regulated if you can't open a competing bank to serve LGBT people and the government is saying the uh, banks can't serve LGBT people or whatever like because it's regulated, well, you're you're basically screwing over a population that has no way into the into the system in the first place. Mm-hmm. There's no market solution to the problem because it's regulated.
0: The story here says the case concerns Lori Smith, a Colorado web designer who wanted to create and sell wedding websites, but not to same sex couples. Colorado's civil rights law, which wasn't Colorado, the place with the bakery as well. I think it was. I feel like it like was gay, too. Yeah, the gay bakery. Or I don't whatever. know for sure though. Or not the gay bakery. The bakery run by the Christian guy. Uh, I don't even,
1: Was it run? I guess it was run by a Christian. Yeah, guy. Yeah, I think so. Col- I know. I know the baker was like a Christian guy yeah. or
0: something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Colorado's civil rights law prohibited her or any business that serves the general public from turning away customers because of their sexual orientation. She said complying with that law would force her to espouse views that she doesn't agree with. She says the artwork I create is speech. She told Colorado Public Radio in December, adding that, quote, those messages must be consistent with my convictions, she said. The conservative majority Supreme Court ruled six to three in favor of Smith, saying she has a First Amendment right to refuse to design custom wedding websites for same-sex couples. Quote, the First Amendment envisions the United States as a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands. Colorado cannot deny that promise consistent with the First Amendment, according to the Judge Neil Gorsuch, in the majority opinion. And I agree with this here because ultimately, and I'm also with you on this, Chris, whether it's her religion or not— she should be free to not speak if that's what she wants to do. And, you know, web designing is speech, right? Like she's putting, she's pouring out her creativity onto the page on yeah. the internet and And just because you come in with $1,000 and you want to hire this person does not mean that that person is obligated to take your money and write the things you want her to write on the internet. We're not slaves, and we shouldn't be slaves. Well, I mean, that's not the same thing as slavery. You'd be getting paid, but ultimately— You aren't. You
1: should not be obligated to espouse a thing that you don't agree with. I, I feel like it's got an element of slavery to it, but yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Um, is, so let me clarify something. Is this a U.S. Supreme Court ruling we're talking it about? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. this is interesting because it's sort of conflicting, right? Log- logically conflicting with other rulings that have occurred over the years. So just as an example, um, commercial speech is not protected the way other types of political speech are is, is protected. Mm. Which sort of means this is this ruling seems inconsistent. Like why is it okay What's another example, though, like commercial? Yeah, I'm trying speech. to think, and maybe I'm just thinking about this. And I'm are we talking I'm, I'm about flawed. advertising thinking, cigarettes? Yeah, like I'm thinking about maybe advertising cigarettes. Probably uh-huh. is a good example where it's okay for the government to regulate that, mm. but it's not okay for the government to to regulate. You yeah, know, there's you certainly know what no consistent. Like, it seems that's, like it's inconsistent, inconsistent in terms of you know the, the, the logic and the rationale.
0: I guess the difference there would be no one can advertise cigarettes period across the board whereas this is just saying the individual business owner can't be forced to take clients that they don't want so it's not the same circumstance
1: it's not exactly the same but it seems so similar yeah i mean it is a similar restriction in that if i'm a if i'm a billboard kind of like a hypocritical kind of Kind of it's totally hypocritical yeah. if i'm
0: a billboard uh billboard owner and i want to rent my billboard to marlboro cigarettes i should be able to do that that's just you know that should be a marketplace action it should be free it should be un- unrestricted uh unless people protest and you know and then i decide to change my mind about it but yeah the government shouldn't be involved in that right in that transaction right
1: yeah and and i don't I, I think that's probably a little bit uh in error the way it's being described just in that it it, the government doesn't technically prohibit you from renting to Marlboro. It's they're prohibiting Marlboro from putting up advertising um, to advertise their cigarettes. So,
0: yeah, I guess you're probably right about that. Yeah, uh, oh, a
1: very, I mean, it doesn't. I, everybody understood what you were saying
0: but Well yeah, well yeah. I wonder though. Like they wouldn't come after the magazine who took Marlboro's money. They would only go after Marlboro in that case. I don't know about that cuz I can tell you mm, that in certain cases uh I'm not 100% sure. You might be right. As I understand it, like there's certain things we can't advertise on broadcast radio. It used to be like hmm. gambling, for instance. Yeah. I think. Um, I don't know if that applies these days cuz it's things have loosened up on certain types of uh, of gambling, but there's certain areas where you got to be really sure. careful careful. careful because they can come after you for it uh or like the sec for instance coming after people uh hollywood stars just for promoting a cryptocurrency on their
1: twitter account sure yep so it's yeah i I think you're right i think there's some inconsistency in the law too probably depending on what we're talking about specifically um certainly banks are uh liable for which is really seems messed up, but liable for the transactions that customers do to overseas gambling sites. That's and correct. If they... But the customer is not right, yeah. <laughs> right. So it's it, it's not it's not a hundred percent necessarily the case. It could be it could be it's just the billboard owner even, or it could be both even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. if
0: you know and you want to weigh us uh, weigh in here, please. The number is 603-283-6160. two eight three sixty one sixty. We're talking about a case with a web designer in colorado who is apparently has some kind of religious beliefs and she doesn't like them gays getting married so (laughs) she doesn't want to hire she doesn't want to be hired by gay couples because she sells wedding websites because i guess that's a thing uh, wedding websites the court ruled that persons are free to think and speak as they wish not as the government demands said neil gorsuch uh, saying further in the majority opinion, quote, the opportunity to think for ourselves and express those thoughts freely is among our most cherished liberties and part of what keeps our republic strong, he said.
1: You know, the other thing about this is, like, why would I want – I'm a gay man. Why would I want to hire or force uh, somebody to take my money who doesn't want to provide a product or service. Like I've never understood this. Th- like it doesn't I, even it doesn't even really make a whole lot of sense to me. It just seems so yeah. mind-bogglingly dumb. In the case of the uh, I believe it was the Colorado cake maker
0: yeah. if I recall correctly, it was a lawyer who was like looking to file this lawsuit they oh, were pushing so there's These there's were activists. It, it's a
1: it's a financial thing move I think on their it part was maybe. well and also there's there's a certain type of
0: activist and obviously you're not this kind of a gay individual you know you're kind of like the leave me alone kind of uh, gay but you're not yeah. the i'm going to push my you know beliefs on you kind of person and there there are those people out there who, yeah, sure. who believe that they should have a right to someone else's services simply because they can breathe i guess i don't know and it's and that is a uh, really inappropriate viewpoint to have because like why would these gay couples that want to force the cake maker to make their cake would they want to do whatever it is that they do for some bigoted uh, hick or whatever like if they if they're doing uh, if they're doing haircuts and some bigoted hick comes into their uh, their hair cutting salon and starts insulting their customers and insulting their uh, their hair cutters. Yeah, and then it says, "Well, I you got ye all gotta serve me, you, you, you gays." And then, <laughs> you know,
1: are you, are you gonna kick the guy out of
0: the yeah. business? Of course, yeah. you're gonna yeah. kick yeah. him out. You
1: know what's funny about this too is like. I, I think about it in terms of my business, and I, I basically have a policy with my business. Would you sell computer parts? Sell computers.
0: ThinkPenguin.com.
1: Yeah, computers and computer parts and accessories. Um, but, you know, effectively, my thoughts on this are, like, for our policies, we'll, we'll do business with anybody who wants to buy, you know, stuff from us, right? Like, well, in
0: your case, you don't even know who the people are for the most part, right? Like, they're just orders yeah. that come
1: in from the internet. Uh, the, the, largely, tr- la- I mean, I mean... I'll. I'll well, we can see if somebody orders, like, a, like say a government, right? Like yeah. orders, places an order, and it's there a government URL for the email address, that's sure, entered, yeah, right? Okay. Like we could theoretically go in and the cancel Department the order, or right? Or right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there, even though we sort of have a policy, where, we'll, where we will serve basically anybody. And I don't, mm. I don't care who you are, right, or what you represent, we'll, we'll serve you. But there is a line that I certainly we certainly draw in that if you are uh if you call us up and you are say you asked to speak to management, right? And I'm on the line uh with with you, for example, yeah. and you're telling me my employee like did something one I had this actually happened at one point hmm. um where I had watched him open the box. Like so let's say it's a computer repair. It was some sort of repair of some kind. Okay. And he opened the box, and I had watched him open the box, and the laptop was, I think it was like a laptop, and it was just in the box without any packaging or anything. Oh, boy. Anyway, but there was all sorts of issues with the laptop, and mm-hmm. the issue that it was sent in for, the RMA, was something like to fix some issues, so we fixed that issue, but there was, like, grime all over the screen, and, oh, God. and it was gross, right? It really shouldn't, we probably shouldn't have warranted it at all, but, you know, whatever. Ugh. We we fixed the issue. We sent it back to him, but we didn't we didn't fix the screen so to speak because technically it wasn't it wasn't under warrant. it wouldn't have been a warrantable issue anyway because it wasn't a defect it was it was like in an, an the customer was dirty yeah right uh-huh. exactly
0: and, and so the customer got mad because you didn't clean up the screen no for the
1: customer had the nerve to ask for management to complain that the employee had like had lied or had done something to the laptop to to like destroy the screen or something and oh they were claiming it wasn't them right <laughs> and i'm like
2: i oh literally saw God. him
1: open open this laptop up right and Or open the box that the laptop was in and it was like jostling around like you could shake this thing. And I don't know how it was working at all when we when when we turned it on. But the the point is simply that if you're if you lie to me, uh, you know, if you're lying to me, especially about an employee Right, blacklist them. Oh, I'm, there's zero chance yeah. that you're going to get serviced. We're not going to fix your your stuff. We're going to make a note. We're going to make a comment yeah. about you know your Dishonest. order and your your yeah. And yeah. if you were t- if you try to get service, we're we're not going to give you uh. It's certainly not priority service. We're not right. going to you know make you a priority. When we go to do business with you, either Absolutely. now or in the future, we're going to take that into consideration and we're going to say, hey, um, you know, we might maybe we would fix your computer again, but we're we wouldn't necessarily go out of the way to do extra stuff if it's not in the warranty explicitly. Right. And, and by but, but what I mean by this is. We often go out of the way beyond what the go warranty technically, beyond. you know, yeah, sure. you know, is in the warranty. So you,
0: you know, want I mean, customers to remark that they had, had a really great experience, that right. they that you did more than was expected, and right. that's an
1: important that's an <laughs> right. important thing to have. But we're not going to go beyond the contract. Hell like the no. terms of the yeah. contract, if you're going to lie to me about an employee and get a, and yeah, try absolutely. to get an employee in trouble.
0: Furthermore, if it were me, uh, I'd blacklist the guy. Like if if I know that there's a dishonest customer, and they're not, you know, not apologetic or whatever, right? Like they're a yeah. problem. They're a problem customer. They're going to keep being a problem customer. It's like I don't need your money. You you can just not buy from me ever again. You know, yeah. Your your account's going on a blacklist if you place any more orders. We're just not going to fill those orders.
1: It's you know
0: we'll, we'll we'll honor our contracts for what you bought, but we're not under any obligation to sell you any more computers or any other parts ever yeah, again.
1: Right, right, right. And that's an interesting question. And I I'm trying to think if we've ever gone that far, gone so far as to completely cut somebody off. And I feel like we probably have. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it ain't worth it. Yeah, it's. But you're right. You're right. There are certain customers. The customer is not always right. Right. That it's <laughs> you're absolutely. You may not be able to, I, 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 there was only one time where I hung up on a customer and I actually it was an employee. It was that whole situation with the the customer telling me an employee and he phrased it in such a way that I'm like, I can't respond to this without like telling the customer you're a liar and being <laughs> like, like, so I'm just like, I just hung up on the guy, Wow. Um, but I've never hung up on any other wow. person that I can think of. A good it's good story, just, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like, but this is why, this is why it's important that, you know, people have, you know. They have the right to deny service. Yes,
0: they should. They should, and and they shouldn't have to have a, uh, you know, any kind of excuse. You you shouldn't have to explain yourself. You should just be able to deny service for any reason you want. And that does lead me to wonder about this particular ruling by the Supreme Court where it has specifically to do with so-called LGBTQ and the case was regarding same-sex couples who wanted to hire a, a website designer to make a marriage website and she didn't want to. Does this mean that she could also refuse to make a website for an Italian if she didn't like Italians? Or could she refuse to you know you see what I'm saying? Is it yeah. only is it only for people who are LGBTQ, or can this particular ruling by the Supreme Court be interpreted to say that if it's against your religion because apparently that's the qualifier here. If it's if it's against your religion, can you refuse to serve other types of people?
1: Can I refuse to pay my taxes because it's against my religion?
0: I suspect not. But, I mean... So <laughs> uh, that'd be great if you could. Uh, here's more. So Gorsuch said, quote, all of us will encounter ideas we consider unattractive, but added that, quote, tolerance, not coercion, is our nation's answer. Boy, wouldn't that be nice mm. if that were actually true, if coercion uh, was not the answer... From the government, right? Because that's all they ever do. If they don't like your ideas, if they don't like what you're doing, then they will absolutely use coercion on you. That's why our co-host Arya is sitting in a prison cell for the next eighteen oh, yeah, months, okay? for sure.
6: Because
0: that was all about ideas. It had nothing to do with yeah. any uh, victim or anything like that. It was about their idea that you have to get their piece of paper. Uh, fill out their forms and jump through all of their hoops. That's their idea, not ours.
1: Yeah, I I love the phrase uh, "paperwork violation," and that's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. I I I remember hearing that in the court as as sort of how uh, I believe it was. I think it was your lawyer who described it that way. Mm. Um, and um, I was thinking that that is such a good description of like what's going on here. These these are paperwork violations. You know, if you're gonna say guilty. It's it's it, it's not anything more than a paperwork violation, and the penalty should be you know little more than a, a probably a very very small fine, you know maybe a fifty dollar mm-hmm. fine or something like that times you know what se- well I guess in your case it would have been maybe seven people but it's it's just yeah yeah.
0: Uh, There was a dissenting opinion, of course. Again, it was a six to three rule. Justice Sonia Sotomayor wrote in the dissent, quote, there has been a backlash to the movement for liberty and equality for gender and sexual minorities. New forms of inclusion have been met with reactionary exclusion. This is heartbreaking. Well, that's not really uh, an argument. Uh, it's just an opinion, Well, I guess that's all the Supreme Court ever issues is uh, mm. opinions, but usually they have some sort of legal uh, backing to them. She's just saying this this hurts her feelings uh, ultimately. And this is you know, this isn't about the liberty. It's not liberty to go and tell a business owner they have to do what you want them to do if they don't want to do it. That's not what liberty is. Okay? that's that's using the threat of the, the state. And saying if you don't make bake this cake or you don't make this website for me, then I'm going to go to some men with guns and I'm going to force you to do it. That's I, that's the opposite of liberty. That's I, I, coercion. I
1: think there's some other aspect of this, the opposite of that too. I think is also probably important to point out here is you also as a business shouldn't be required. To, for example, like if you're in the auto manufacturing world, right? Mm. There's a lot of regulations, and often they mandate that you use a particular part from a particular company. Effectively, and this happens in a lot of industries, and that's also just as wrong. Yes,
0: that's true. Absolutely. Uh, Kenji, sorry, Katanji Brown, Jackson, and Elena Kagan on the. Dissent said further, the immediate symbolic effect of the decision is to mark gays and lesbians for second class status. She said the ruling conveyed a message that, quote, we live in a society with social castes and warned that the underpinning logic of the decision could extend beyond sexual orientation or gender identity. And that's good if that's the case and i'm not saying it's good to discriminate (laughs) you might want to be careful about your words there (laughs) i'm saying it's good if indeed it would be legal to discriminate and the reason for that is because uh discrimination is a natural thing we all do it okay i discriminate against who i'm friends with for instance i don't want to be friends with
1: everybody I just want to be
0: friends with the right
1: people, and it's not even you know? like you necessarily think that just because you don't want to be friends with somebody that there's anything wrong with them, or That's you know right. that you dislike them. It's just that maybe you don't have the same interests, that right? Could,
0: that could be. So we all discriminate in our daily affairs. Uh, some people discriminate for really bad reasons, right? Like they might discriminate against somebody because of their gender or because of their uh, their skin color or whatever. I
1: am against those sorts of discriminations personally. But but these are moral issues. You don't have to put into law just because something is immoral. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to outlaw just because you wouldn't do it. Right. right. And I think that's I think that's the key thing here. It's like yeah, maybe they should serve that gay couple, but you shouldn't use violence to force that business owner to serve that gay couple.
0: Right. And it doesn't have anything to do with creating a caste system. There's there's no uh I don't know if caste system. I, mean, I don't live in India, so I don't know a whole lot about the caste systems there or the Hindu religion or whatever it is. I th- suspect the government's involved in that, right, where there's a certain system and the government enforces it. Historically, it was. Let me know if I'm wrong yeah. about this. Um, I mean, I've read a little bit about it over the years, but I'm not intimately familiar with it. That would be a caste system. This is simply social interactions between human beings who can make different decisions. This is a marketplace. This is people choosing for various different reasons, whether it be religious, whether they're just ignorant, or whether they're bigoted for whatever other reason they they happen to be. They should be free to make those choices, and the rest of us should also be free to make choices. So maybe I wouldn't want knowing about this woman and her web design— I, you know, I can do some web stuff, but I'm not uh, I'm not a pro at it. Uh, maybe I want to hire somebody to do some web work, and I catch it. Ca- I catch wind that this lady is discriminating against LGBTQ couples, and I say to myself, you know what? There's ten other people here in this town in Colorado <laughs> yep. that can do uh, web design, and nine of the ten of them they don't care if you're LGBTQ. So I'm going to call up the other nine and see who gives me the best price, and I'm going to hire them instead. And you let the marketplace decide these things if. This lady lives in a particularly religious area, and instead it's like nine out of the ten people are like her, and they're bigoted, like there's only one unbigoted uh, you know a person who will sell a website to anybody if you can just pay him for it then he's gonna get all of
1: the LGBTq business it, as well as everybody else who supports you are right but let's say it, it, it's um it's it, it, there aren't any businesses right well that's exactly why we need human freedom so that people who are LGBTQ are free to get up and move and the government can't come in and tie you to somebody like a parent or whatever anybody should be able to get up and move wherever they want where they're mm-hmm. going to be welcomed
0: this is true uh, hour number three is on the way you can Join the show, 603-283-6160, here on Free Talk Live. Free
2: Talk Live.
0: It is Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. You can bring up whatever you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian and Chris. All right, we're going to get back into your calls and thoughts. We were talking about the Supreme Court decisions, the latest uh iterations here that are making headlines including the supreme court rejecting the biden pay down if you will not pay off in most cases but the uh the college loan program that he was talking about giving out ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars to people with college loans that's been shot down by the supreme court also the supreme court now ruling that businesses are free to discriminate against LGBTQ people if it violates their religious beliefs, according to the story over at Axios that we are sharing with you earlier, and we can dig into that a little bit further if you want. Uh, You're also welcome to weigh in on whatever's on your mind here. The number is 603-283-6160. Let's go to the phones here. Sarah is in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live, Sarah. Uh,
7: Yes, I'm on the speakerphone. Yes, I do. Hearing about um, some environmental um, talks, and I heard these before, but these are um, edible seaweed water pods. And uh, it seaweed deco- water deco- pods. Yeah, I heard about these before. They were they were um, designing um, these water bottles that um, biodegrade. But I did not know that it was actually seaweed material. Hold on, and you're edible. saying the,
0: you're saying these are bottles of water that the plastic or whatever the material is on the outside is not plastic. It's in point of fact seaweed.
7: Right, right. So, okay. so that, so that I heard that they were developing these. Like I heard about it a couple of years ago, but I didn't know what what uh, what they were trying to do. So, But my my question is, how is it that when you have the water in there, it's not going to decompose? It's when you drink the water, supposedly it'll decompose within 45 days. So, so I mean, what...
3: I'm that is an excellent curious. question,
0: yeah. How does the water stay on a shelf? Because, uh, you know, normally bottled water is going to sit somewhere. It's going to sit in a factory or a warehouse or whatever. It's going to move across. I don't know how, how long the average a uh, bottle of water the package of bottles of water that's sitting on a store shelf will sit there in in some cases i mean presumably if it's you know uh, maybe it goes faster than i think it does i i don't I, know
1: i don't know the answer to that question either but all i'm thinking of is if it's 45 days uh you're going to have a very wet car. a lot of people are going to have a very wet cars if they, the <laughs> they leave the bottles of, in there yeah yeah
7: no no so but i think the 45 days is after the water is consumed and then it'll take forty-five days for, and then it'll it'll start oh. to
1: decompose. So it has to be that's dry to decompose. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's why that I mean, is interesting. Yeah,
7: that's the that's the um, science behind it. I'm very very curious about this. I want to hear more about it because, huh. you know, this I'm, I'm like into like the environment. You know, like well, I think that's the common trend now. I'm almost everybody into. Clean air, clean water, clean energy, conserving the environment. I'm sure you guys are like that too, right? I mean, well, I mean,
0: I like just, a nice uh, environment. I like to have clean air and uh, clean water. And who doesn't? Who doesn't like that? Uh, and if it's something that can actually be done, that is profitable, and this may may be a really, it sounds like a really interesting product uh, because a lot of people do understand that plastic, whether you feel like it's uh, going to destroy the environment or not. It definitely is something that some people are concerned with, the plastics seeping into their food or the plastics seeping into their water supply. So, like, there's various different concerns about uh, these products. And if you can actually have something that just disappears over a short period of time, I mean, that seems like it's a pretty smart idea. Can it be done uh, cheaply? Can it be done to the point where the seaweed bottles are similarly priced to the plastic bottles if not, you know, if it's an elite kind of item, it's never going to catch on. You know, you know
1: what actually sounds actually kind of the reason it sounds kind of interesting is convenience. Like thinking about this a little bit, like I have a you know trash can under my sink, you know, for recyclables, and I'm always putting you know the plastic, you know, water, you know, water bottle. You know, I'm like most people. You know, I have a stack of you know, I I know you. I don't think you do. I don't recycle no but you I don't do. you also don't have like water bottles you'll go to the sink and get your own water right we got water bottles in the car i drink or uh, not on water the road bottles frequently. but like uh pre-bottled water right on the on the road yeah we got them in the car oh you do but yeah. i mean you just don't you don't have i don't have them around in the house. house right so i do <laughs> yeah so i'm, I'm kind of particularly bad in that respect i guess you could sort of mm-hmm. say um but um but i could see it being really super convenient if i could just take that bottle and instead of putting it in the recyclables um, I just put it right into the uh, disposal, mm-hmm. so I can see it being a super convenient, like reason to do that. Yeah, like I said, depends every, on the cost. I, uh-huh. uh,
0: Sarah, right, I did right. find the story here. Uh, this is uh, it's a few uh, years old now, at least when mm. it was first hitting the news. Maybe it's gotten even better, but uh, the product, at least in 2019, was called Uho or Uhu or something. O O H O. Is how it is yeah, spelled.
7: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that, that got, it's got the H2O somewhere into it. Yeah, right. So it right. says
0: here that um, uh, concerned about the impact of the packaging industry was having on pollution in the environment, uh, the two partners created UHO, does, dubbed the Edible Water Bottle. The company has Uh since captured the imagination of the running crowd. And in April of 2019, it was announced that the startup would work alongside some other company to provide drinks, uh, drink bottles at the 2019 London Marathon. The company's head of marketing said at this year's London Marathon, all of our sport bottles made from 100 percent recycled plastic and will retain responsibility for them collecting them on the course and returning them to our factory to be recycled back in new bottles. We're also investing in an innovative solutions, edible Uho packaging.
1: That seems like Bye. such a, such a uh, potentially problematic, like not uh, environmental, but like, um uh, like make you sick. Right. Like, I mean, if some, you've got something on the shelf, you're, it's supposed to, the plastic usually keeps protects what's in the, in the bottle. Right. From like, you know, germs uh-huh. and like viruses and things to eat hmm. to then eat the bottle that is supposed to protect it. Even well, I don't if, know if you have to eat it, I think the idea is you toss it out. It and just seems it like it would be a bad away. idea to to eat something even if it is edible. Otherwise, it's a
7: flexible well, well, plastic.
2: That, um,
1: Go ahead.
7: the The seaweed is incredibly nutritious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a sea vegetable that's nutritious. But the only thing that you say that as the con- like the bacterial growth, maybe because it's food, I, I'm concerned about it. Yeah, sanitary. But as far as the, mm-hmm.
1: even if it protects what's inside, and I would drink from it, I wouldn't necessarily want to eat it. It
0: says here that UHO is a flexible, or sorry, flexible plastic packaging material made 100% from seaweed. And plants, how can it be plastic if it's made from seaweed? Because plastic is. Yeah, that uh, confuses me. Comes from petroleum production, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Uh, it's designed specifically for consumable liquids like water, juices, and sauce sachets. A liquid product is sealed inside a gelatinous membrane made from seaweed, developed by applying sodium alginate found in brown algae and calcium chloride together to create a concrete. The product is designed huh. to be eaten either during or after its use. However, if it isn't eaten, the company claims the material will take an average of six weeks to degrade, which is about the 45 days uh, that you were talking about earlier. And uh, they've got a machine they're working on that would produce the product quickly in large quantities and with different and bigger shapes. So who knows? Maybe this thing is uh, has gotten some money and investment, and perhaps it's taken off since... 2019 i'll tell you at the at the time this article was written they're just these little bags that they weren't Uh in bottle form they're like these little little packets Mm. that have liquid in Uh them yeah hey thank you sarah uh, for bringing that up it is an interesting uh concept and definitely appreciate you reaching out about it when you look for this seaweed i just searched for seaweed bottles there's a company coming up called not p-l-a not pla n-o-t-p-l-a And this is apparently the material. So it says this is the UHO people. Uh Uho and our other packaging solutions are made from nutpla, a material made from seaweed and plants that disappears naturally. It's interesting. Uh and, and this is, you know, again, it just the question is how much does it cost? What is it going to cost to put drinks into these bottles? Because you can go to the water aisle at your local grocery store and you can get The cheap, cheap, cheap water, which is usually what I buy, right? Like if I'm at Walmart, (laughs) I'll just grab the Sam's Club or whatever the the Walmart brand water is, load that up, and I'm done, right? But if you want, they got the fancy glass bottles imported from Italy. (laughs) You know, they got the mineral water. They got flavored water. They got all kinds of expensive stuff. So there clearly is a market for the expensive stuff what section of the market you know what percentage of the market it is i don't know and the question is can the uh, the edible bottles here the the uh, the plant-based bottles can they be marketed at a low cost to where it's actually competitive with the sam's club or at the very least the disani or one of the the name brand waters because then if you can get it in that price range you could probably get a lot more popularity if it's going to be three times the cost you're likely not gonna i
1: yeah you know this is interesting i suspect it, it it potentially has a a place on the shelf but it probably is more niche mm-hmm. and the reason for it is simply because plastic bottles plastic in general is really 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 cheap right um there's a reason that plastic is used so much mm-hmm. it's just so the cheap. costs are so low and um And yeah. something
0: new like this is probably not going to have you know it doesn't have decades of development and and cost reductions and efficiencies. And volume.
1: Anything. Volume yeah. is another one yeah. that's huge, right? With the with the plastic, you know, you can you can get you know, they come in like pellets and then you can very cheaply, you know, manufacture it, you know uh manufacture whatever mm-hmm. it is you want out of the plastic but uh you know something like this you know it might have to travel farther uh you probably are going to have a very a limited number of like machines that can use it like that kind of thing
0: so okay i'm just looking at their website here and the uh, frequently asked questions so this is a site that's uh you know this isn't for a consumer this is for an, an industry manufacturers yeah. yeah somebody that's looking into this as uh, potential packaging And the fourth question here, is it possible to brand NotPla products? And the answer is very short. Branding is an option on our boxes. So apparently they have something to replace a box of some sort, like a food container or something. But we can't print on our sachets at the moment. So the Hmm. fluid-containing packaging is just clear packaging at this point. So you cannot have... Yeah. the brand name on the packaging. It's not in a bottle form at all. It's, again, it's still in this little, um, you know, just imagine like a little bag of water, essentially, that you can hold in the palm of your hand. It's That's what we're talking about here. So mm. it's not, it's not going to be something that uh, you're going to see in your local convenience store anytime soon, it sounds like. You
1: know what's interesting is uh, they sell milk in bags, I think, if I recall correctly, in a lot of countries. So it might wow. not be... Uh, yeah, I know. Okay. Um but it, they also don't refrigerate the milk. So Whoa. uh well it doesn't need to be refrigerated unless really? it's pasteurized, I think, or uh, something along those lines. Yeah. No. So it can't be true. I believe that is the explanation, but I am not an expert on yeah. this and my information is like okay. uh probably two thousand and somewhere like mm. twenty years old. But but yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so if you want to comment, you can hear the number. Not that it's probably changed, but.
0: 603-283-6160. Skeeter is on the line in California. Go ahead, Skeeter.
8: Hey, how's my audio?
0: Uh, you're okay, but there's, I don't know, your phone has some sort of, I don't know how to describe it, like a weird, garbled kind of talkback. So, like, whenever we talk, uh, I have to kind of turn you down because it's just constantly making noise. But when you talk, it's fine. So, go ahead.
8: Okay, yeah, because uh, I wasn't able to interact with you guys on my last question yesterday, and you guys totally m- missed the point of my question. But uh, our, anyways, I heard you guys talking about uh, freedom, and I had a, another question on that. But uh, for that, I, I heard you guys talking about recycling in, in that last segment, and uh, I just wanted to let you know, you know, recycling non-metallic items is harmful to the environment. You know that, right? You got I don't recycle.
7: For-
8: oh, cool. yeah. I mean, the other guy, he's talking about having a some trash can for his plastics under his sink, right?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's another garbage can, effectively, but yeah.
0: Yeah, there's an interesting uh, episode of Penn & Teller's BS years ago, yeah. which used to be a really uh, great show. still is a great show, it's just not on the air anymore, uh, that uh, really opened my eyes on the whole recycling thing. Essentially, it's a scam. That the federal government created a make-work program for in the 1980s that it doesn't make any sense for most things, with the exception of, as you pointed out, Skeeter, aluminum, for instance, is actually worth recycling. Yep. It's worth paying for. It's worth doing. And I think there was one other thing, but it's not coming to mind what the other uh, the other item was that might have still been worth Doing, But definitely the aluminum was and the rest of it was like, apparently it takes more energy to clean like the <laughs> paper or the plastic or whatever to, to go through the yeah, process yeah, of yeah. actually recycling it. So it actually costs yeah. more uh, energy, which is supposedly what you're looking to conserve, I guess, for a lot of these people that believe in this stuff. Anyway, go ahead, Skeeter.
8: Yeah, and it also winds up in the ocean. It goes to poor Southeast Asian countries where it winds up in the ocean, which is what you're trying to prevent in the first place. But uh, I don't I want to get uh, into that. I mean, you, you guys can research that. But I, I heard you guys talking about, like, you know, freedom, who can businesses serve and stuff. Uh, and uh, I was, you know, in the absence of government intervention, blah, blah. But uh, I don't understand how you guys immediately exclude uh, the very likely possibility of, like, things like forceful redistribution, market redistribution, or other acts of uh, rational market aggression.
0: What are you talking about? <laughs>
8: You guys totally dismiss the fact that the market will aggress.
0: Can you explain that?
8: Like, uh, let's say there's rationale behind uh, things like uh, eminent domain, right? I mean, well, I, there's I always know.
0: rationale behind why you would steal from someone, but uh, that's not the market. That's the government coming in and stealing people's property. So, what do you mean when you say the market will aggress? Can yeah, you give I mean, an example? Pe- pe-
1: people are going to steal because it benefits themselves, right?
0: Well, I mean, it's the government that's doing the stealing in that case. But can you can you tell me where you say the market is aggressing?
8: Yeah, just because um, the government uh, usually is the one in in like current day that those acts of like eminent domain, you totally dismiss the fact of the possibility that the market will actually do uh, also do eminent domain. How's that?
0: Like, Can you explain how that would
1: happen?
8: That's not, it wouldn't be eminent right? domain if, if, if it, the market if did it. And the market will, will gather enough money to read, forcibly redistribute property where it's best allocated.
0: But How does that work exactly? If that the, wouldn't
1: be eminent domain.
0: Well, hold on. When you say the market would gather enough money to forcibly redistribute property... How are they going to use force exactly? It's not
8: force because
1: you're paying off the people who own the land.
0: That's what I would think. But I want to hear what Skeeter has to say. Go ahead, Skeeter.
8: Just like anything else in the market, supply and demand. So if there's enough demand for, let's say there's, uh, have you ever seen that uh, picture like in China where uh, those freeways go around this little house where she herself to the government? Yeah, 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 absolutely. If there's enough, if that is causing that much inefficiency- Like, over time, each car has to, like, you know, go around it, which is, like, an extra distance. That all adds up, like, over, like, let's say 50 years. I mean, there's going to be enough demand to forcefully uh, redistribute, and it'll, it'll be like a fundraiser, a free market fundraiser. To forcefully remove this person,
0: but that's not force. The person in yeah. this, in the case you give the example of, and there's a lot of these examples where someone is refusing to sell. Yeah, there's a name uh, for that, even. It's... And they don't have, uh, they don't have the eminent domain ability apparently to just come in there and take it from them. Which, is, of course, what the American government would do—they would just come in and steal people's property and give it to their corporate buddies. Which is what we saw with the Kelo uh, decision in New London back in 2005, by the way. So we we know that's what happens here. But in the case that you're giving the example of, the individual is a holdout and uh, and if, if they manage to raise a bunch of money to buy that person out, that is by definition not forced. That is the choice of the individual to sell.
8: No, 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 no. Um, again, you're putting words in my mouth without well, so there's a case where they're irrational and they won't take any I'm sure she wouldn't have took any any amount of money.
3: Uh, okay. So in
8: those cases, when she doesn't accept the money, like there's there's money raised, and you know, of course, they're going to tender an offer before they uh, resort to aggression, which is very expensive. But there is a point. There are irrational people out there who will take like no amount of money. So you're
0: saying you believe that in a uh, free market, which we don't have, yeah. but that that libertarians tend to advocate in a free market. Libertarians also tend to advocate property rights. And so the idea would be that uh, people would understand that you have the right to decide these matters without having somebody put a gun to your head. You're saying you believe that people in the marketplace would still go and threaten violence against an individual to get them to sell their property.
8: I got hung up when you used the word free. What do you mean by free market? I know I, I can say that's there, a market
0: can, in which there's no government um, violence, that there's no government threats. There's no regulatory mandates by some monopoly on violence. That's uh, that would be a free market to me.
8: Yeah, there's no system in where like um, you separate supply and demand like this That's what government does. That's why it's inefficient, is because it spends money and it, it's not proportional to demand. Uh, Government's
0: inefficient because it is a monopoly and it has no incentive to be efficient because it has no effective competition in any geographic area where it uh, where those people exist. So we're talking about getting rid of that, getting rid of the force of the the state and then having voluntary solutions be put into place. I don't want to live in a place where some road builder can just come in and use violence against people to get them to uh, sell their property or force them off their land, because then you've essentially got another government.
8: Yeah, so first of all, you know, the monopoly part of it is only part of why government's inefficient. Again, like you can have a monopoly that's efficient. I mean, it's hard, but if, if if they accordingly allocate supply and demand, It'll be efficient.
0: It's a theoretical monopoly. I mean, and yeah, I guess you're in, in theory, there could be a company that is just so darn good at what they do and they're offering the cheapest Best potential product around that no one is competing with them. There is, is sort of this n- whatever you might call a natural monopoly or whatever, not because they're being prohibited from having competition, but just because they're just that good and their product's just that cheap. We've never seen this before, of course. It doesn't actually exist. It is essentially a unicorn. Uh, this concept, but
1: I guess it could exist. But yeah, I feel like the the best example of that would probably be something like maybe maybe um. Uh, water or power, or not power, water or um, like gas lines or something, um, because it's unlikely because the cost of the, building out that infrastructure is so expensive, and the demand may not be sufficient in order to justify another competitor entering that market. Hmm. Could mean, be, but
0: even in the case of of that, the water provider, if they raise their prices too much it would become more uh, economical to just have a man with a truck come by and deliver you drill a well. five-gallon or, or drill a well yeah, or, yeah, or whatever, or, or, so yeah, there delivery, still yeah. would be other yeah, options you're, you're right, you're right. Uh, in that case. Skeeter, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. I would not consider, it would not be a free market. I don't know what Skeeter is talking about, but it's not a free market if somebody can just come along and put a gun to your head and tell you you have to sell your property
1: to them. Yeah, I mean, it's basically saying that it would be like paying people to commit violent acts on your behalf if you Wanted to acquire land that the seller wasn't willing to sell, or the potential seller wasn't willing to sell you
0: the land. In a free market that I think most of us envision, if somebody comes with a gun to force you to do something, then you have a right to shoot them to death. (laughs) Yeah, to defend yourself. And most of us would support you in that. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join us here. You can bring up anything you want to discuss. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. We have many features there. We have our own chat server. Uh, you want to join the trolls in the chat server? Hop on in there. Go to chat.freetalklive.com. If you go to the public rooms like the On Air now, there tend to be a lot of trolls in there. But the nice thing about our chat server, as compared to, say, a centralized system like Discord, is the Free Talk Live server, you can actually make your own channels. So if you want to, you can create a completely private channel and only invite your friends. And keep out the trolls if you want so it's it's up to you you can do private channels public channels encrypted channels non-encrypted channels you decide how to make it you decide how to administrate it you can administrate it with uh, an iron fist or you can administrate it with hands off or something uh, completely in between just go to chat.freetalklive.com and you can uh, get started there you have to follow the instructions to get connected it takes a few steps but once you're in you're pretty much good to go uh, it's Ian and Chris here in the studio tonight. We we're talking about discrimination, the Supreme Court ruling that uh, apparently now it is legal in the United States to discriminate against LGBTQ people if it's for religious reasons at your business.
1: I, now I really have to wonder if I'm allowed to discriminate against LGBTQ people as a gay man, if, as a gay man for non religious <laughs> reasons. For
0: non-religious For reasons? For non-religious reasons. That would be an interesting question. Yeah. I, I Again, having not read the actual ruling, I I can't speak directly to it, but that's what the media is saying, right? Yeah. And so who knows what the actual truth yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we
1: haven't dug into this anywhere near far right. enough to, to know. We're just kind of guessing and speculating based on the headlines. But
0: one of the dissenting, uh, in the dissenting opinion, it was, again, a 6-3 ruling by the Supreme Court the uh dissenting opinion does say that the way this ruling is interpreted it may allow for people to discriminate against people for other re- you know uh discriminate against other peoples right so not just lgbtq but uh people for their relig- their religion or, or race, their race maybe? or you yeah. know where I, they were born or it does, whatever
1: it does it does make a it does bring up an interesting question because uh i believe at least sex and race are protected in the constitution and i think that applies to businesses if i'm the not constitution
0: mistaken. it wasn't it wasn't there civil rights act It uh, was not a not the constitution that wasn't a constitution that wasn't a constitutional amendment
1: oh uh what am i thinking of then it was uh, was it was just a law that was passed
0: the civil rights act was passed i think in 1969 if i recall correctly yeah
1: but... something like that
0: but that's the anti-discrimination right right stuff. okay
1: okay so it wasn't a constitutional amendment but anyway no you know what i'm thinking of i'm thinking well i mean that's what i'm thinking of but what i'm thinking of is the constitutional amendment had to do with the slaves i think the end the slavery or something like that
0: there was a 14th amendment that yeah, yeah 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 they did that but yeah anyway i'm I'm, I'm mixing the things up but yeah, it doesn't really matter debate about um, that.
1: but but it does go back to bring up an interesting question as far as you know that is concerned um am i allowed to discriminate against a black person
0: yeah, and that is the question here, and that's what the dissenting opinions were, uh, were saying here. And you know, again, this just comes back to that old libertarian viewpoint of, I may not support, and I don't support racism, I don't support bigotry, I'm against those things, but I do support a person's right to be those things, if that is what a person wants to do, if they want to be ignorant— if they want to be rude, if and, they want to let's do those just, things. I don't have to
1: do business let, with them. Let's just clarify this a little bit further. You would not and you would not be okay with uh, you know, a white supremacist using violence against a black person, but no, of course you, not. But you even though you don't support a white supremacist being being racist against a black person, you would not prohibit it in law. You would not use Correct. violence against them.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I would rather use the market against them. Use market mechanisms. Against the white supremacist. Correct. Meaning I'm not going to do business with them. Yep. If I know there's, if I know, you know, here in Keene, New Hampshire, it's a pretty small place. Oh, yeah. There's only so many restaurants in town. If I find out a restaurant in town is not serving black people in Keene, New Hampshire, I'm going to be sure to not only never go to that business again, but also to inform all of my friends about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. I, could you even imagine if you and your friend, you know, say you're you have a group of people and are mostly white and. You have a, a black friend that comes along with you to a restaurant, and they they, they refuse service yeah. to, to your friend, your black friend. I'm going to turn around do you and really, walk out. Do you really think that that restaurant is going to be in business long? No, I don't think I so. I mean, the restaurant industry is a pretty competitive market, too, even yeah. in a small town.
0: Yeah, you you can't afford to uh, turn uh, anybody away. Yeah, right? I mean,
1: even if and, – and it's interesting because you, you might be able to afford, if, if it was the case – that, you know, everybody was racist in keen, basically. And there was a small black population. Maybe you could afford to turn away black people. But That's you true. can't turn away black people when the population isn't mostly racist.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you. And, you know, and that goes back to something you were talking about earlier, where people should be free to move about and move places where they're more welcome, where they feel yeah. better
1: about that. Yeah. And- My biggest concern is... The restriction on movement that governments put in place and they do it for different reasons, often tying children to parents or guardians, but also, and I think of that particularly with LGBT young, young people who, who are, you know, basically being persecuted in schools and things like that, where they're, and, and by parents and things and they're not allowed to leave. It's like, that's, there's something wrong with that, I think. But yeah. the problem is that the government is, it's, it's a government problem, but. Um, But yeah, but it also, you know, it also, that kind of thing also happens elsewhere, um, through other means, I think, and in terms of like suspending driver's licenses mm-hmm. for people who uh, I'm trying to think of an example of this. Uh, it's but, usually poor people. Yeah, um, oh, child support would be a good mm-hmm. example, right? right if, so they can't go to work. It, then, so they can't go to work. or They can't leave. They, right. you know, and it doesn't apply. Ju- it's not just there, but like New York City. Um, at least at one point, they and probably still are. Uh, they, if you had been caught graffitiing underage age. You wouldn't be able to get a driver's license for some lengthy amount of time after you normally would have been mm. able to get a driver's license. That's well, another at least example. in New
0: York City, you don't really need to drive anywhere in New York City because you can just take public transportation. Yeah, I there, don't know. It, driving's much it, yeah. more important in more rural areas. It, it, you're right. Sure. You're right.
1: But it's still, it's still, it's still the the restriction on your freedom of movement. I think is a far bigger concern than you know some you know baker refusing to serve you know no serve me as a gay as a gay man and,
0: and if a bunch of christians want to move to the same town together and everybody agrees they don't want to serve gay people or whatever it is that they're uh, they're against i'm okay with that too you know it, because then everybody that supports uh gay rights and gay people or whatever they're not going to come visit that town yeah.
1: they're not going to go there for their vacation and I think that's fine too. Yeah, I, I certainly think that. I, I, I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to encourage, uh, you know, people to do that. But I certainly, I actually do want to encourage it because I'd rather have you think those it's a good people idea to live encourage together. It? I don't. I, yeah, and I, you might be right on this. I, and like the same reason but you're why not, you're not encouraging them to be, uh. Bigoted or whatnot. I'm just accepting you're, that they'll be bigoted. Yeah, you're just saying that they are being bigoted. So, put let them go off. I know. Off and, I'm not going to convince. I'm likely not going to convince them. Right. Okay? I, I would agree with you. I don't it's, think you're going to change anybody's mind. And by, this is by, happening
0: right now with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, yep. the Free, Free State Project summertime event. It's what one week. Not, yeah. even a, not even a whole week since uh, Porkfest has ended, and already people are talking about naked people again. Oh and, no, oh, the world's going to end. Oh God, oh, we can't have our kids seeing somebody who's naked at the Naked uh, Body Freedom Village in, in Porkfest. Or, oh my Lord, somebody was topless at the Free Talk. Somebody was complaining online today because someone was topless at the Free Talk, Talk, the Live. Free Talk Live site. <laughs> there was a day that Arya and Nikki and uh, another lady recorded a topless episode of Free Talk Live. They were complaining because they saw it, their kids saw it, or, or something like that. And it's like, y'all just go have your own festival, okay? If that's what you want to do, if you guys are—you can have Intolerant Fest, or whatever the hell you would call it, Christ Fest, or I don't know what it would be, but you'd have your own festival, and you could make sure that everybody agreed no one's going to take their top off. No one, you know, no Christian family is going to be offended by somebody being free with their body. So that's the solution is quit trying to have, you know, p- other people live how you want and just go live how you want over there. OK, or at a different festival at a different time
1: at the same it, park. if You, you know, it, it's kind of crazy, too, like that, that people are complaining just because it's like. It's it's it, it it's in some sense it's kind of funny just because libertarians kind of have done this in New Hampshire in the sense that we've we've become a disproportionate voice in the state just because we we speak out and we mm-hmm. do activism and we do all this stuff that locals just aren't going to do because they 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 don't have the motivation you know for whatever reason, Um but these conservatives have come in. They're a very small number, but then they're loud though. They're loud and and they complain and it's like. You don't have to be here. You don't have to come.
0: Yeah, no, they don't. And But they get all upset because Porkfest advertises itself as being family-friendly.
1: It is to a libertarian, but that doesn't mean right. it's conservative.
0: Right, right. And that's, that's just it. Not all families are the same. Not all families have the same values. And when a conservative-minded person say, sees the words family-friendly— they immediately presume that that means they won't see some naked uh, person at that location. And there's other people who say to themselves, well, family-friendly means that there's cool people around and we're all respectful of one another and we're okay with other people expressing I, I their mean, freedoms how they want. See, were. I think it's
1: been traditionally, or I don't know if traditionally is quite the right word, but it's been understood as code for for like not being, Being it's it's you would think it would mean something to the effect of, oh, there's activities for kids. Right. That's true. That's what I would sort of think. But in reality, it's been code for conservative values. I think you're right.
0: I think you're right. Because the other yeah. things that happen at Porkfest are like people are getting high and the people are are drinking alcohol. Like mm-hmm. There's all kinds of oh, things yeah. that are traditionally not family activities right. going on on that campground. But the thing they're the loudest about is if there's some topless lady walking down uh, one of the aisles to go get some breakfast Yeah, or whatever. And, and it's interesting
1: you know? because some of these people have even um, expressed... Uh, they've either made threats or expressed some sort of violent um some have yeah yeah violent some. and it's not it's again this is a very small number of people most of them and that's right. fine that's what that's what i'm saying just don't go it's fine yeah. the and, event and would be fine
0: without you in fact a, the event a would a be better solution. the event would be better without those right. people because honestly there's too many people attending pork fest at this point the park can't handle it it no. doesn't have the infrastructure. The Apparently the water got shut down multiple days this year. Three days, I believe, yeah. Too many humans at this park. It would be totally fine if the ultra-conservative Christian types went ahead and just forked off and did their own festival two weeks later or two weeks earlier or whatever, and then just have themselves their own, you know, bring 500 Christians to the park and then have all the Bible studies you want to have. With no one topless, everybody can wear long sleeves.
1: You know, Won't, wouldn't want to tantalize anyone with showing any skin. I, you know what I want? I want to bring in. Okay, just for the sake of. Ho- Humor. I want to bring in some Muslims with the whole face veil and complain about all the Christians walking around mm. without full veils. Well, the Muslims and the veils? Christians. Are they, are they called veils? Uh, I, I never it it, it depends. The burqa. The burqa. The burqa is the
0: full on full body. Yeah, uh, you yeah, can that's, only see that's, the eyes. That's
1: what I want to do. I want to bring yeah. in a couple of Muslims to complain about. I think you're going to find that if you
0: bring the Muslims in, they're actually going to team up with the conservatives and they'll you're both be angry. Right about somebody being <laughs> topless uh let's go to cw he is in arizona listening to k talks go ahead cw hello cw oops yeah. i got you now go ahead
6: i'm sorry about yesterday and i made you upset i'm sorry
0: i don't even remember what it was about dude go ahead
6: what's on your mind <laughs> anyways you're talking about the christians starting their own little uh festivals but you understand that if they do that then obviously people are going to infiltrate and say oh Oh, they're they're doing. Oh, they're being so kind and everything, and it's just going to. What be do you a mean they'll
0: infiltrate?
6: Well, because the Christians go to the pork fest and say, "Hey, oh, they're topless." You said family friendly, and yeah. I don't like seeing you know showing my kids all this stuff, you know. And then if the Chris, you said, why don't the Christians just uh. Start their own little thing. Mm. Well, people are going to go there and start bashing them too. So no, they won't. Never Why would I go to a Christian though?
1: festival? I, mean, I have no you know, interest in going. Conservative there's, festival always
6: people that are going to bash the other. Well, no. It, the, see, the thing it, is, when
0: you go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you sign an agreement when you buy the ticket. There's an agreement that goes along with <laughs> it, and in the agreement, it says you may see some naked people at some point while you're at Rogers Campground. There's a chance you may come across this in the same way that Christians can say you're not allowed to be naked. You're not allowed this and that, you're not allowed to have alcohol, yeah. you're not allowed to have, you know, you fill in the blank, and if you violate that, they can throw your ass out of their festival, and, and they would be well within their rights to do it. It's
1: and you know, it's know, it's, it's, it's if you do even just a little ways. bit of research into the festival, Pork Fest, right? It's pretty clear about what the event's about. It's about freedom. It's about all, it's not about one specific freedom. It's about all the freedoms. Yeah,
0: there's no there's zero it's, chance that Body Freedom Village is going to try <laughs> to infiltrate the Christian festival. They would
1: not be not welcome you know. there there isn't even that much body like there's not even that many naked people running around the campground like, yeah, it's like that's a
0: it's a 10 of them or something maybe yeah eight. it's
1: it's yeah like i probably i probably i didn't witness firsthand but i could probably I count did up them, yes I, I know you did and i saw yeah. some pictures I was at the um,
0: naked olympics
1: at the naked olympics i didn't go to that i didn't see that but i think there was probably a dozen people yeah it was, you it know, was
0: very silly and right right what about what else cw
6: Oh, anyway, you said something about the water. There wasn't enough water. Man, I would not want to go to somewhere where I couldn't bathe or drink. Or, yeah. Man, could you imagine that, just dehydrating and passing out? from. Well, there. I mean, there's, there's still problem.
1: water you can get in bottled form as yeah, far the, as drinking The problem concerned. wasn't a thirst issue. The problem was the, the porta-potties filled up, and then there was nowhere to go. Oh, my
6: God. Oh, no. See, I'm a plumber. I deal with porta-potties all the time. And those things are horrendous during the summer. Well, I don't know how hot it gets up it, there. It, it probably
1: but wasn't you know, that bad because in northern New Hampshire, in the mountains, it doesn't get like super hot. It can still get it, up it in the 80s. It's warm, but it's not. It's not like it would yeah. be probably in other certain other. Yeah, mountains. no, it's,
6: it's not like going to be good. 120 degree poops. No, 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 no it's no, no, not no, going to
0: no, be no. It, it probably <laughs> was in
1: the 70s, yeah. low 70s, or something like that. Hey,
0: thanks, CW, for the call tonight. All I right, appreciate bye. it. Yeah, we're not going to go to a Christian festival. Okay, no interest and they're not going to and if they they set up their rules they're the ones that rent the park they're the ones that get to set the rules so if they don't want People doing alcohol and people doing drugs and people being topless, you know, <laughs> then they will prohibit those things from happening, and they will be within their rights to kick those people out of the, the the park. And those people wouldn't
1: want to go to that festival anyways because it's too square. Why would you want to go to a square festival? Yeah, you, you know what's also funny about this conversation is it's not even like it's all the the uh, Christians out there who have a problem with nudity or uh, even drugs. Like we think of that as, as conservative values, and that and they. Mm-hmm. And there are often like Christians, but, but it's not all Christians. Like I, there's a lot of Christians who don't have any problem with like, they've got nudist Christian camps mm, and things really? like that and beaches and all sorts of things christian yeah. nudists huh yeah like it's not it's not like we, we perceive it just because i think it's probably like i don't know if it's protestant or but it's like a oh particular. Man.
0: I, the, the christian nudists need to come to pork fest because i think they would have a lot of fun there yeah wouldn't it be crazy if there was an actual nudist Bible study that happened at the Porcupine oh my Freedom God, That Festival. would be great. <laughs> But only if it was real, right? Like I don't want the Yeah, you know, sure, I, don't, sure. I don't want the body Freedom Village guys, if they're a bunch of atheists or whatever. And I don't know what their beliefs are, okay? They may have yeah, they probably yeah. have different religious beliefs. But uh but if there actually were some real like Christian nudists there, I think it'd be awesome if they had a Bible study and it would fit in completely with the Porcupine Freedom Festival because there are Christians I don't want to make it sound like this is anti-Christian rant. It's not, okay? There are Christians who go to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and they have a great time. Yeah. And they don't get all uppity about somebody being topless over there or somebody being naked over somewhere else or walking down the uh, the aisles. They don't care about that. Like I, I think a perfect example would be Russell Canning, who is just the, the easiest-going guy you're ever going to come across. He's a Free State Project early mover. He lives here in the Keene area. And the guy's always got a smile on his face. There's nothing that can set this guy off. He's not mad about anything. He never pushes his Christianity on you. He'll, if you ask him, he'll tell you all about it. Right. But if you're sitting down at uh, dinner with Russell, he's just going to be talking about activism or secession or, you know, whatever's going on with the just like...
1: don't bring up the flat earth. Don't bring up flat earth.
0: Don't bring up the flat earth. He might bring that one up. But yeah, that, gonna... I, that's what I was just thinking. He, he might not
1: bring up the Christianity, no, but the won't. flat earth stuff is another story.
0: Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, he's really fun to uh, he's fun to be around. He's fun to talk to because he doesn't try to. You know, run your life, you know, and there are those Christians who are at this festival and they're great. Those are the those are the good Christians. As far as I'm concerned, they're not complaining about what other people are doing. They're just doing their own thing because that's what you can do at Porkfest. You can just go there and do your own thing. And as long as you're okay with other people doing their own thing. It's all good
1: and, and you know what it's kind of interesting too in that it's there's other religious uh there's 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 a jewish contingent just like there's a russian sure. contingent yeah. there's a jewish contingent and a christian yeah. contingent and but the jewish contingent isn't complaining it's just those couple mm-hmm. of christians that are complaining
0: yeah that is a good point uh although um footloose who's uh, an occasional caller on the show he's one of the people who is upset uh, about this, uh, people being naked or whatever. I think he's claimed he's not a Christian. So it is just like the conservatives. I, I think we can, yeah. I, I think it's more fair to, um, to put it
1: on the backs of I, the I think quote conservative unquote conservative is definitely a better way to phrase it than mm-hmm. to say Christians right. or yeah, because I, I, I mean, it jumps to a conclusion to say that they're Christians. I don't think they all are. I, I, I mean, I think these people are probably Christians. They may have been raised are, Christian. Complaining, but I them? don't think it's the like, majority of Christians at yeah. Porkfest or anything like that. And I, and I guess what I would be saying is I don't want to blame the Christians right. for the being anti-nudist when that's not the case. That's it's, a good point. It's, it's a few conservatives mm-hmm. who are anti-nudism. you know, nudism And yep. it's – yeah, and it's – yeah, and it may have become. I mean, I bet if we looked into their their
0: history or their how they were raised, we'd find out that they were raised by by ultra Christian conservative parents or something like that. But that's just a, a presumption because I mean, it seems to me to be a religious viewpoint that nudity is bad. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe there's maybe there's a religious people who are also who also believe that nudity is bad or nudity is wrong, and I don't know where that would come from besides sort of a puritanical religious uh, mentality yeah. at some point
1: in the past. I've never heard of anybody saying, "Oh, I'm atheist and I'm against nudity." Yeah. Like it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem to mix, but uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh
0: yeah, somebody uh, there was somebody else online today who was involved with the Libertarian Party. I don't know what his religious beliefs are, but he was upset about the toplessness at the uh, free talk live tent and upset about apparently allegedly somebody from Body Freedom Village went naked as they were walking <laughs> around the park, which supposedly is against the rules of Pork I, fest Okay,
1: so I think there's there's probably okay. So this there's there's so few people walking around the campground naked like this. Yeah, it's probably um uh what uh Jeffrey is it Jeffrey is it now? Jeff is the head of the uh, Body Freedom Village. Okay, it's probably Jeffrey when he went around in his skirt without anything. uh, Did that happen this year too? Yes, it did. Okay, Um, and that, or there were I think there were two little like probably like three or four year old kids running around at the picture uh, the uh, on Saturday that were naked. Oh my god! So those are probably it's got to be one or the the other. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, So it's but it's 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 just kind of kind of funny. Yeah, it's just sometimes
0: I'm amazed by people who are upset by this, like people who are otherwise really good libertarian uh, activists. They just get all twisted up over this particular issue, and it's just like I cannot understand it. And when I try to ask about it, like just help me understand why you have this viewpoint. Usually the, res- the response in this case was, well, you don't get to tell me how to raise my kids. Like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not telling you how to raise your kids. You're the one who brought them here. I'm just saying I want to under—I'm asking you, why? why? Why is it this way? Why are you so anti-nudity? Why do you think—I mean, first of all, it's unrealistic, number one, to think that you can raise your kids in the Internet age and have them never see a naked person. I'm sorry. Look, I, I was raised in the 80s and the 90s, I, and I, don't, I, I, I don't remember. Think you can? I don't even think you can even
1: without the internet. I don't think you can keep your that's kids what from I'm seeing saying. nudity. I, I mean, was
0: raised in the 80s. We were passing
1: along a Playboy magazine on the school bus when I was in probably first grade or something like. like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm thinking know? the same thing in like fifth grade. Um, not. I don't think I ever saw anybody pass one around on like a school bus, but certainly by like in like fifth and maybe yeah. like fifth grade, certainly pre internet, uh, pre internet. Yeah, yeah, like okay? I remember there was a camp I went to, and there were kids passing around to playboy right Right. like whatever it is your kids are seeing (laughs) that you don't know about is way worse than anything going on at pork fest okay and and, and the other thing i think is kind of funny is like there's so many other encounters that young people are going to have with nudity just like with you know there's gonna be kids running around naked and things like that and they never have a problem with that it doesn't seem like they have so much of a problem with that but that's also like you would think they'd have a problem with but they don't
0: it just doesn't make any sense there's and they're never going to explain it in any sort of rational manner So they don't belong at Porkfest. So don't go. Uh, Out of time for tonight. You can join us tomorrow night, online in the meantime, over at freetalklive.com.
7: If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark
8: Warden.
0: Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com.